Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That shit crazy. On a Saturday. It's all leaving with your boy, Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Podbeam as well as Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Stitcher. I'm all over the place. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment because the page is growing, baby. That All Even Wave. Get on that wave. Don't get left behind. I'm tired of telling you. Lots to get into. We're going to talk about Chris Webber leaving TNT right before the playoffs. What does this mean? Juwan James getting cut by the Broncos. Phone the friend is back with my boy Alfred from the Rap Lab podcast as well as the Metropolitan Report. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And, you know, people are excited about it. We're all hyped to see what's happening with the playing game and who's going to play who and blah, blah, blah. But there's other things that are going on as well. The people that call the game, they, they're important. It matters who's calling the game because it gives more flavor to the game, the actual drama, the suspense. Chris Webber has not been one of the best commentators in his tenure with TNT, but he's actually really gotten good over the last year and change or so. He has personality, he speaks his mind, very knowledgeable about the game. That was never in question. But now he's gone. Chris Webber and TNT mutually parted ways, so he's not going to be calling any NBA playoffs. And, you know, for me, it's like, man, that, that it's, it's kind of bad timing or ill timing. Like, why now? And we don't really know, but, you know, we can probably put the pieces together, right? Weber and TNT had a little bit of disagreement in regards to covering the NCAA tournament. He had some issues and didn't want to do it. And, you know, TNT wasn't too happy about it. So that could be the reason. Or maybe Chris Weber has something else in mind. Maybe he has another deal in the works that is better than what he got from TNT. But the reason why I bring this up is that is Weber's walking away from TNT a smart decision? I would say it's a mixed bag. TNT is a way it's a way bigger platform than he's ever had in regards to his commentary career. He's done very well here. He's gotten the respect here. 
So what would make him leave? Well, I'll tell you, the ability to move up, the ability to be in a bigger role than you're currently in. If TNT didn't have other plans for him to kind of move up the chain, then if he has bigger aspirations for himself, then you got to move on. And that's respectable. That's fine. That's, that's how we go about life. When you're in a job and you feel that you can be able to do more and earn more, and you go to your boss or your, your whatever and you say, hey, I would like a raise or can I get promoted or something like that? I earned it. And they look at you like, nah, you know, we don't really know that. We're, you know, maybe we have somebody else in mind, but, you know, we can discuss this at a later date. You can either say, okay, or move on. I think Chris Webber's at that point where he's just like, I'd like to move on to another per, uh, place to, to get another opportunity. So kudos to Chris Webber. Uh, I, I really enjoyed him on the TNT broadcast, and I hope that he he ends up landing somewhere soon because, you know, I, I really do like his commentary. Definitely way better than uh, Jalen Rose or <laughs> anybody else like that. Um, but moving on, moving on. The Denver Broncos have cut Juwan James for tearing his Achilles offsite. Outright just cut him. Like, what, what are we doing here? So because he wasn't at the facility, they now want to void his contract. So he's going to the Players Association, filing a grievance, and he has every right to do that. He might have tore his Achilles, but he definitely is going to have more than two legs to stand on with his claim, with his case, because it's meritless. You're, you're trying to tell me that a player that is in the offseason, they have their own trainers, they have their own training regimen, now they're going to have to go back to the facility to train. Guys don't do that, as well as they like to spend time with their families in the offseason. I spend seven, eight months in this city or in this town or whatever at this facility, and I have to spend another additional two or three months here as well? That's dumb. That doesn't make sense. Like, what is the NFL doing? Is, is this a thing? Or is this a Broncos thing? The man wasn't playing basketball when he wasn't supposed to. He wasn't riding a motorcycle when he wasn't supposed to. He was training and hurt himself. That's like somebody who can be able to wake up out of bed, make the wrong turn, tear something. You're going to avoid their contract too? What's the reason? Well, yeah, you know, he woke up out of bed and turned the wrong way. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to like cancel his entire contract. Yeah, yeah, you know, he he uh went on the bus and tripped over somebody's foot and now, you know, he's in a he's in a cast, he tore his Achilles, tore his ACL. Yeah, we're gonna have to void the contract. Yeah, what happened was when he called customer service and got mad, yeah, we're gonna have to void <laughs> like what what? What are we what are we talking about here? Like they it's like they're coming up with any and every excuse to not pay people now. It's bad enough guys don't have guaranteed contracts. Now that they're really trying to get out of the entire contract, well, he he tore his Achilles while playing with his daughter and teaching her how to ride a bike. We we, we can't pay him now. Can't do it. What? <laughs> are we kidding? Oh, are we joking here? Got to be joking. But am I surprised? No, I'm not surprised because this is what the NFL does. This is why a lot of people say that the NFL is a bunch of slave owners. And it feels like that. It feels like a chain gang. I, I can't blame people for thinking that way because of reasons like this. They're already not getting paid.
paid guaranteed dollars through the duration of the contract. And now you're saying that you have to practice on site, do any football-related stuff, or else you ain't going to get paid. You're going to get your contract voided. Well, okay, let's up the ante then. When a GM makes a bad trade or a bad draft pick, you get your contract voided. When an owner does something egregious, like, say, some racial insensitive stuff, or he's in a sexual misconduct lawsuit or something like that, then he should have his team voided, right? No, the, all of these things should be in play. Yeah, all the, it's always the players that have to fall on the sword. Nobody else has any ramifications in regards to what their actions are or what they do. No, no, no. You can't be with your family. You can't train by yourself. We need to watch you. That's like that's like Medicaid or Medicare. Like when you're trying to get benefits and all that. No, no, you gotta see our doctors. When you when you get into a car accident, oh, you gotta see our lawyer. You gotta see our doctor to make sure we check you. Can't go to nobody else. No, no, no. Like what? Like let them train where the hell they want to train. If I live in Saskatchewan and the team is in is in Florida, I'm not going to Florida to go train. I'm staying my ass home. What are we doing? But like I said, am I shocked? No, I'm not shocked because it's the NFL. No fun league for a reason. Coming up after the break, phone a friend with my man Alfred from the Rap Lab podcast as well as host of the Metropolitan Report on a Saturday. It's all leaving. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money for that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, yeah, we in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, listen. Shout out to the Old Even podcast. My oh, man Barry oh, Grant oh, Jr. Oh, What's up, oh, man? Oh, 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 oh. What happened? What you, what you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out to my young podcast. Yeah, let me get the joint. What's up? Old oh, Even. Old oh, Even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this joint something. Old Even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now, you got well, that's a shout out. You keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump on the camera? Is he even podcast, right? Yeah, all even. That's your man? My man. Fine. All right, shout out to Call him up, 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 call him up. Competing for a reason, trying to stay undefeated, yeah. Call him up, 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 call him up. Game of the season, don't lie, but all leaving, yeah. Who we have on the show today is a very good friend of mine. He is a fellow podcaster, host of the Rap Lab podcast. He's also the host of the Metropolitan Report. That's where I get my Mets news from. Uh, you know, he's very, very opinionated. He's my man. Welcome to the show, my man, Alfred. Hey, Barry. Thanks for having me, bro. Appreciate, Absolutely, man. Appreciate the invite. Of course, man. Of course, man. You know, you know, I had to get my homie on here. You know, I've been on your show and uh, it was great. You know, I, I was able to get out my Met grievances and, uh, you know, <laughs> express my concerns. So now you can be able to do that on my platform. So, um, you know, definitely great to have you here. So, uh, you know, let's talk about your origin story, like how you kind of came up with two podcasts. You're, you're, you're doing two podcasts right now, which is pretty, pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So the first one, the rap lab, uh, we talk about hip hop 
is me and my my good homie Chris, aka QG, and uh, and another good friend uh, Eric. And um, basically, the way it started, uh, we were in college, uh, myself and Chris, and all our all our lunchroom conversations was just centered around rap. Right. When I first met him, the, and I vividly remember this, uh, the very first conversation we had, I overheard him talking to somebody about Tupac's All Eyes on Me album, and I just jumped in the conversation, and we was just <laughs> going back and forth, debating, boom, 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 boom. So, right. yeah, so, so 10 years later, we was in his basement in um, January last year, 2020, and the idea just hit me. I'm like, yo, we talk about this stuff all the time. Why we just don't record it and put it out there? Right. So then that's how that came about. Uh, we did that with our, with our guy, T.O., but then he moved to North Carolina, and that's when Eric, who had been on the show a couple of times, came in as a as a permanent host to take yes, his sir. place. Yes, sir. So, Shouts to both of them. Yes, sir. And then uh, the Metropolitan Report. I've been a lifelong Mets fan. Um, my mom actually was a lifelong Mets fan. My mom actually... It's crazy because she she attended one game of the 69 World Series and she attended one game of the 86 World Series wow. and went to both victory parades. So, you know, she always telling me stories about the good old days. So <laughs> I'm the always Tom, here. The Tom Seaver days, bro. When I tell you, I'm always having discussions about Cleon Jones and Ed Crane Pool and Dwight Gooden and Daryl Strawberry and. Keith Hernandez. And Keith Hernandez like she don't want to hear nothing about about this current team until <laughs> until until they, until they win <laughs> so how how does she feel about the Grom she loves the Grom okay I mean okay. out, out of the current guys she loves the Grom she she loves uh Pete so and she and she was a Syndergaard fan up until 2019 yeah definitely man and and you know I remember when you started the uh the Metropolitan Report and you know you had a whole bunch of questions and you know, it, it, it's been it's been really good. Like I, I've seen the growth since you started to now. Like you 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 you're comfortable now. You know exactly how you want to sound. You know exactly you know what you want to to say. So, you know, I'm always locked in, man. I'm always locked in to what you what, what you have to say on the Metropolitan Report. It's a it's a it's a really really good podcast. So y'all check that out. So um, I guess before like you know go ahead and uh you know give yourself a shameless plug. You know your your social media and all that. Uh, so pretty much um, for the Metropolitan Report, we're on Instagram, the Metropolitan Report with an underscore uh, in between each word. Um, and then the Rap Lab is on Instagram, Rap Lab Pod, all one word. OK, cool, so. cool, cool. Yeah, man. So I guess we'll uh, we'll discuss the the Hall of Fame with Kobe Bryant. Uh -huh. Right. Your thoughts about him going in. Uh, you know, I know that you're a big Kobe Bryant fan. So how how was the feeling for you to hear the announcement that he was actually going in and the fact that he's now in? Like, you know, what does that what does that do for you? Does it give you any closure? Because for me, I, I'm a big time Kobe Kobe Bryant fan myself. I um I watched him when I was about eight or nine years old. You know, I went to Philly and saw him play Laurel Marion, and that was it for me. Like that, you know, everybody was a Jordan fan. I never I never, you know, was a was a, a Jordan guy. I was a Magic Johnson fan, and then when I watched Kobe, I said, "That's my guy," and it it never changed from that point on. So, you know, what what are your thoughts about the whole about the whole enshrinement? Well, I, I was a Kobe fan in every phase of his career, from the kid to Froby to the Black Mamba 
Um, I just like Kobe for me, Kobe was basketball. Like I started watching basketball. Like my vivid memories of watching basketball are in 96 because right. my dad was a huge bulls fan. Like most of America at the time, but if, if not everybody, right? <laughs> if not everybody, but when I saw Kobe play for the first time and he had, he had done a, um, he did some type of crazy dunk and I was just like, Whoa. And then I saw the and I vividly remember watching the 98 all-star game. Right. Where he was going toe to toe with Jordan. Yeah. yeah, and I, remember, yeah. I remember watching that with my pops and I'm just like, I don't know. Jordan might be done. Right. But right. Now, nah, as a lifelong Kobe fan, I felt as well-deserved. I, I feel like obviously he was going to be a first ballot hall of famer. Like, and I'm going to say this and it might be controversial and people listening to this might be crazy. But when you look at the, his, his, his final career numbers, that man got robbed of an MVP. Uh, no, no, no shade to Steve Nash, but oh, that, listen, that that's not controversial at all. That's facts. That's Steve facts. Nash, Steve Nash, Steve Nash's second MVP should have been Kobe's first. Right. But. His listen, Steve Nash's first MVP should have been Shaq's or LeBron's, and then his second MVP should have been Kobe's. Yeah, so I, I don't know. understand how a guy. I guess because they didn't make the playoffs. That I mean, they they got bounced in the first round that year. But yeah, the man averaged thirty five points a game. Like, 35, 35.4 points a game. And at the, what did he finish? Did he finish second in the MVP votes that year, or was second? He... Yeah. Okay. And look, and look who he had on his team: Smush Parker, Chris Mim, Slava Kwame, Menvedenko, Kwame Brown. Like, <laughs> sheesh. Yeah. Nah, yeah. nah. But uh, I, man, when I tell you, that I, I took it really hard the day that that Kobe I, died. I did too. I did too. because I had so much Kobe memorabilia. I got three Kobe jerseys that I own. Um, one from his rookie season in purple. One in yellow for twenty four, and I even got his Team USA number ten jersey. Nice, nice. So. Man, when I man, that that was a hard day for me. Yeah, it's a hard day for a lot of people, man. Like I I I took it rough as well because I didn't speak about Kobe Bryant for a year, uh, and you know I didn't watch I didn't watch the 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 funeral that he had. You know I didn't watch anything, and I was on his podcast, and I I then did my little Kobe dedication. I think it was like a fifteen minute clip, um, fifteen minute segment that I did on Kobe and. You know, it was the first time I really talked about it because it it still bothers me. You know what I mean? It still bothers me to this day because it's like a guy that I looked up to in regards to how I approach life because he because he attacked the basketball court so aggressively and he didn't care about friends and all this. He cared about being the best. And you can be able to apply that in any aspect of your life, whether it be in your career, whether it be you know, you playing a sport, whether anything like that Mamba mentality that everybody talks about now, like it's, a, you know, it's, it's cliche to talk about now. That's real. It's always been that for me. And that's what I learned from him. I remember, you know, being a kid growing up and being small and having that that Napoleon complex and playing with that chip on my shoulder. Like I played with that Kobe Bryant aggression because I was so small and also because I looked up to the guy, it was double for me. And, you know, the fact that he evolved so much in front of us, like, you know, we saw him as a kid, 17 year old kid. And he grew up in front of our eyes. The man became a father, became a, a, an NBA legend. And then he was doing all of his, his, uh, his stuff off the court as well in regards to his film 
production and and winning the Oscar and you know being in Gigi's life as a coach and you know kind of spearheading her basketball career and you know everything was kind of going in that direction it was just like it was so it was so beautiful to watch somebody being able to grow up like that and you can be like you you felt a part of his life at every step and when he died it was just like man there's no more Kobe <laughs> like you know what I mean like there's no more Mamba like it just it just doesn't feel real like you see all of these other legends bro you see them Dr. J still here MJ still here uh Chuck is still here Pat's the all these guys you can be able to hear from and talk to or you know you can hear them talk about basketball talk about the current state of the game but Kobe's not here I'm gonna make like he'll he'll never be here to be able to break down film again you know what I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna make a confession so when when the last dance popped off last year and he was in the beginning of one of those episodes. I think it was episode six. Yeah. I started at, at the 98 All-Star game to see that they actually interviewed Kobe before he died for the project. I right. actually, upon seeing that, like, I actually teared up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah. Was, it was an emotional moment for me, man, because those might be the last recorded Kobe moments we ever got. So Right, 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 right. Yeah, definitely, man. It's You know, it's it's it'll always be tough for people who really loved them, really respected them. Um, so, you know, it, it'll always be a somber, somber thought when I think about Kobe Bryant, it's just, it's basically like, like a, like a family member, like you'll, you, you mourn him not being here, you mourn him or her not being here. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to check it out. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, I may need to give myself a little bit more time on that, but, um, you know, I, I'm really happy that he's there with the other legends. Yeah, because he, because he deserves to be. You know, he deserves it, and 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 it's a shame for such a great player how he struggled those last three seasons of his career. Well, I, I mean, I, after yeah. he, yeah, you know, you tear the Achilles. That's that's a that's a career threatening injury in and of itself. The fact that he was even able to come back, but then his body just started breaking down. He tore the rotator cup after, and even his last season, he struggled to get through physically. Well, and, but that's what I like, though. I like that because what that showed me is that he gave everything. Yeah. And you can even and, see it. And right. I said I said this after his, his 60 point game, the last game he played against Utah. I said it. I said, yo, he looks so gassed. You could tell he has nothing left. But yeah, he gave he gave everything he had to the game. That's why, I, you know, guys like A.I., guys like uh, Kobe Bryant, guys like M.J., they gave everything to the game. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, like you, you can tell. Like, look what Larry, look what happened to Larry Bird at the end of his career. He couldn't, ba- he could barely walk because that on back, the bench. because that back was so bad. He had to lay on the floor. Like, that's how much he gave to the game. He gave his body for basketball. Yeah. Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant came from that ilk of player. He grew up watching those guys, and in his mind, he was like, in order for me to be great, I got to do that. I got to do that and, and more, you know what I mean? So I wasn't, I, I didn't feel bad for him watching those last few years. It was actually like, it was actually, it felt like an old warrior that had, that, that gave everything that they possibly could. And that one last battle, it's just like, all right, if I go down, that's it. You know what I mean? I, I, I've, I've done all I've, I, I had to do, you know what I mean? So that's, that, that's how I like sports. I like guys to be able to give it all. And you can see the attrition. 
you can see them being the, the wear and tear. That that's life. You know what I mean? Like, that's what that's what it takes to be great. That you give it all, and you know your body just says, "Hey, listen, it's time. It's time for a vacation. I'm out." You know what I mean? So I definitely um I I I enjoyed every part of Kobe's career. I really did. Con- consummate really did. professional. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what else can you ask for? You know what I mean? Like I I. I'm not one of those people that like to buddy up on the court and shake hands and exchange jerseys and all this nonsense that they're doing now. Like, let's have some old school. I don't like you today, but after this game, we can go get a beer. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, we we need more of that in sports. I'm tired of seeing guys exchange jerseys. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It really is. It really is. Uh, Like, what what, what are your thoughts about that? The jersey exchange, it kind of gets... I'll tell you this. If a player is on his way out, like, like, like a couple of years ago, D Wade said, yo, I'm done after this season. Right. That's understandable. Right. But for a guy who, you know, is still going to be around for a couple of years, like, like LeBron and Trey young exchanging jerseys, like, yo, what's going on here? <laughs> or, or Devin Booker and Luka Doncic exchanging jerseys. Like, yo, what's going on here? Like, right. Or somebody exchanged Jersey with Zion. Like what? You just got here. You just got here, man. What, 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 are, what are you doing? What are like, you doing? Like if a player is on his way out, okay, I, I understand, but not for two active players, man. And like yeah. you said, I'm not a fan of this whole I'm friends with everybody in the league. Right. Because right. you go to the 80s, you really think Magic Johnson was going to get on the phone and call Isaiah Thomas and call Larry Bird and be like, hey, guys, I want to win a ring. You guys you guys think we should? No. You guys think we should uh, team up? The- no, no. It actually made for more interesting battle when the guys didn't like each other. Right. And the thing is, they were cool. Like Larry and Bird became best friends. Uh 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 I mean, excuse me, Larry, Larry and Magic became best friends. Um after their careers were over. At, yeah. Yeah, like what well, during the careers, during the careers. Um, uh, but they weren't friends on the court. Right. You know, Magic and Zeke were best friends off the court, but once they got on that court, yo, it was war. It was why war. You, why do you think there's no rivalries in the NBA today? Because everybody's friends. Why you think there's no rivalries in any sport anymore? Well, baseball, you've got rivalries. I don't know, man. Like yeah, even, y- Yankees, even, Red Sox, bro. It may not be what it used to be, but it's still a rivalry, bro. Yeah, but it's it's watered down. I don't like the watered down rivalries. I, I don't like them. I don't nah, like them. Nah, they had to water them down after Pedro threw down Don Zimmer and Oakland. Nah, I, I like that. I like that. That's 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 sports to me. That's he sports assault, to me. Assaulted an old man is <laughs> That it, it, you, you, when you're on the field, it's it's all right. If he if Pedro had assaulted Zimmer outside of the baseball field, then then we we talking about something else. We are on the field, it's war. You your old ass is not even supposed to be on this on this field anyway. Stay your ass in the dugout and don't try to be a tough guy because that's what happened. Zimmer was out there trying to be a tough guy and he got laid down. That's what happened. That's true. But that's what happened. As far as rivalries in sports, the only thing I could think of is. Uh... Dodgers Padres now because of the exchange with Bauer and, and Tatis and but even still it's like eh. and but listen man the Gi- Giants Dodgers has always been big Giants those, Dodgers those, is big yeah those those fans fight each other yeah yeah, so, yeah yeah definitely definitely yeah man but but as far as like the NBA and even well the NFL I guess Green Bay and Chicago in recent years because Chicago's been so bad but even it, still even in even in the NFL it doesn't feel like you, you know the the fans make it more than what the players make it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So it's, you know, I, I need to see sports get a little bit more gritty again. Like, I, I love that. Like, I, I miss the 
the Knicks Miami Heat days where there was fights. I miss that. I miss yeah. that. You know, Malice in the Palace was a little extreme, but I, I miss the fights. I'm not going to lie to you. I miss the fights. That's why I like hockey, because at least we still we, we get coordinated fights. At least we can get that. But, yeah. you know, it, it's it's something and, that... And, and MLB, you get a, you, you've had a couple of bench yeah, all, you, altercations. Yeah, you get some stuff where, you know, guys are throwing gloves at each other and they, they're swinging and missing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, shout, out, <laughs> shout out to the grown-ass man, Dom Smith, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, oh, hey, man, man. I... I I, I miss rivalry in sports because I feel like as a fan, rivalries is like, you know, it would get you hyped. Like right. as a Met fan, like back in the day when the Braves was coming to town. Oh, you know, you know, it was, it was war. It was you know war. I mean? Chipper Chase Jones. Andrew. You had uh, Andrew Jones. Yo, I, I used to I used to shout all the way from my, my seats, all the way up in the Jesus section, as I like to call it. <laughs> all the way up there, I used to shout at Greg Maddox, bro, in Shea Stadium. Listen, rem- remember, remember when, when John Rocker got there? Oh, man. They hated John Rocker because he, com- he made those comments about the 7 train. Yo, people that, that ride the 7 train. That dude, that dude was the most hated man in America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They said he was a racist and this, this, that. Yeah, and that. yeah. But but listen, it made for it made for good for good TV, man. It made for yeah. good baseball. So you know that that's what I'm talking about. It's like we live in a society now, Alfred, where guys really can't be themselves anymore. Like I understand that what we did maybe 30 years ago is not particularly quote unquote acceptable anymore. Certain certain aspects, but you still can be able to be yourself. Like, this is why I like Fernando Tati so much, because he brings that energy. Yeah. That that cockiness that I know I'm better than you. I'm going to hit this home run and I'm going to look at it. I'm going to pose. I'm going to flip my bat as high as I possibly can. And I don't care because that's what baseball used to be. Not saying the whole bat flipping thing, but there was personality in baseball. Yeah. Same, same reason why I gravitate toward Tim Anderson. Right. The swagger, the attitude. Right. Like, and, and it's, it's not, not only that, but it's like the league itself. Like, for example, when, when Jordan and the Bulls played the Pistons and all this elbowing and shoving uh, and physical contact. Jo- listen, the Jordan rules were, were born in that, in, in that, uh, that series. Yeah. So you can't play basketball like that in today's, like, like if Bill Lambeer was in, was in today's NBA, and he, he did what he did to Jordan today. They would kick a, him out. In a flagrant two. No, they would. They, no, they would. They they would kick him out. He'd be suspended for a year. Yeah. So even 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 in the nineties, like you you used to be able to hand check. That's why I think Gary Payton was so was so successful defensively. You can't right. do that in the league anymore. Now now if you even blow air on a guy, right? It's a foul. So <laughs> like. Is 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 I feel like the leagues them with all these rule changes throughout the years they they also made you know because you know now nobody's hard fouling each other so okay we could be friends on the court too exactly we might we might as well be buddy buddy if I can't if I can't knock you through the uh the, the stanchion if I yeah. can't knock you through the stanchion let's be friends although there are there are some instances where where guys just do boneheaded things like Luca kicking dudes in the groin but. But you know the hard fouls, man. I, I miss I miss the physicality of the old days. I do too. I do too. Now, what are your thoughts on the Logan Paul, uh, Floyd Mayweather situation? What What are your thoughts? Because you like you know how I feel about this. You so know how I, I feel about. This. I know you don't like the sideshows, but yeah, 
I'm all for the sideshow. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know what it is? I'm a Mayweather fan. Like, in my personal opinion, like uh-huh. I was only a, I was only a kid when Mike Tyson was fighting. Right. Ne- ne- I never never saw Ali because okay. I wasn't born yet. Neither did I. Yeah. So, but Mayweather has always been my favorite fighter. Like, I but was why? never a, the why? the whole package is, is entertainment. Because now you now, think, oh, but you think he's entertaining in the ring, not in the ring, outside the ring. He's entertaining the whole money team thing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm but gonna, in, but, but I'm, in I'm, the ring, though. Yeah. His defense is so impeccable. He oh, it's, it's it's one of the best. He, yeah. He's the he's the best defensive boxer. I've, and I, I love boxing. I watch almost every fight I can. Yeah. Whether it's ESPN Friday Night Fights or HBO Pay-Per-View. Right. So but like Mayweather just can't be hit. And that's what I respect because a lot of people, the casual person who's not a boxing fan, they think that the objective of boxing is to knock somebody out, which is incorrect. The objective of boxing is to not get hit. Right. That's why they call it the sweet science, because there's a science behind it. Correct. So Mayweather with this impeccable defense, like, it's just so impressive to me. Mayweather hardly has ever even touched the canvas. I don't think he's ever like used Rembrandt in his life. <laughs> like he do, he may not knock guys out, but but you know he like he he's on point. He knows what he's doing. He's undefeated. Granted, people say he cherry picked opponents. He should have fought Pacquiao ten years sooner. He should have fought De La Hoya sooner. Like oh whatever. All right, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you upset with me right now, Alfred. You ready? What are you gonna say? Lay it on me. You ready? Guys. All right, I'm just, I just want to know if you're ready. I'm ready. Floyd killed boxing. How did he kill boxing? Floyd killed boxing. All right, the McGregor fight, I didn't understand why that happened here, or all right, why here, that took place. Here's my point. Here's my point. Here's why I say that. You just made the, you just made the statements for me. He fought De La Hoya when he was an old-ass man, when nobody cared. He fought Pacquiao when nobody cared about it anymore. When that fight was hot, when that fight was supposed to happen, it should have happened. It didn't happen. Why? Pacquiao got tested positive for horse steroids, didn't it? Don't he? matter. It don't, it, that, why would I, if I'm undefeated, why am I putting my undefeated record up against because, a guy who can't stay because clean? Because you are a pound for pound boxer. That's not- his, his thing. This is boxing. We, we all know the end. Like, what is the end goal? In boxing, if I'm the best pound for pound, I have to fight the next best pound for pound so I can see who's actually the best pound for pound boxer. Not I'm going to stay over here while you stay over there and we're just going to. No, 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 no. Floyd killed boxing is what I'm saying. What happened? Hear me out. How he approached the game in regards to these big money fights that weren't really big money fights. All the other fights that were going on were grossing no money. They were grossing no interest. All because everybody was looking at this circus over here. The sport in itself decided that they were going to invest all of their resources to put into Floyd's circus. And what they did was they destroyed the sport in the process. That's one. The other point that boxing has, you know, they, there's all the reasons why the sport was down. But Floyd 
has a part in why boxing is where it is. So whether you're going to disagree with that, that there's, but there's stuff to be able to back that you, up, man. You, you, you know what's funny? You you blame Floyd for killing boxing. I blame uh, to, uh, a whole totally different set of people for why boxing is dead. Well, we can. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's different reasons. I he's not the sole reason. What I'm saying. But, would you? But, would you? But, would you agree with me if I said the Klitschko brothers killed boxing? 100. percent They they. I feel like they held the heavyweight division hostage for so long. Here's the thing, though. Do you can you blame the Klitschko brothers for that, or can you blame the American boxers who weren't good enough to beat them? My thing is, think about they, that. They, the promoters tried so long to get a title unification fight. They well, they wouldn't fight. They, well, I respect that though. They're not gonna fight each other. My thing is that when boxing was at its apex, we had great American heavyweights. True, Foreman. Foreman, Riddle, Holyfield, Tyson, the list goes on. You don't have that anymore. You didn't have that back then. You had a, a dearth of European guys coming over here dominating the sport. That's why the, that's why the heavyweight division was down in the dumps, because there was no great American fighter. If there was, it wouldn't have went down like that. Yeah, you know I mean, so the fact that you had two European brothers who dominated that division and refused to fight each other to get a, a title unification, I can't blame them. I understand that it destroyed the sport. It helped, you know, kind of like sink the sport down. But I don't blame them for not fighting each other. I blame Floyd for not fighting the guys he was supposed to fight. That's who I blame. He did. He ducked a lot of people for the money Mayweather. Because remember, he wasn't always money Mayweather. No, he was Floyd Mayweather Jr. in the right. beginning. So, and, but 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 to, to counter your point though, that fight that he had against Pacquiao was in your one of your favorite places, AT and T Stadium, and it was the highest grossing fight in the history of boxing. But that's but that's that's always my 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 argument with people. When I when I said that the Jake Paul and and uh excuse me, the Logan Paul and the Floyd Mayweather fight is a circus, people killed me on YouTube, right? Kill me on YouTube, kill me in the comments, say I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, it's making money, who cares? Is it your money? Is it my money? What do I care about how much money it's grossing? It's a circus. Circus is gross money too. I will tell you this. My father is a huge boxing fan. Does and he respect Floyd? No, he does not. Exactly. Exactly. He, it's funny because my father gave Tyson and Roy Jones a chance, but he's right. not, he's not giving this a chance. Yeah, and you know why he gave that a chance? Because it's two over the hill boxers fighting each other. It's not a boxing quote unquote great fighting a YouTube guy or some guy that's in a bar. That's not what it is. Wait, why? This, why? Why is Mayweather quote unquote great though? You don't. You don't respect Floyd at all. His, rec, his, rec, his undefeated record don't mean anything. How? How does it mean anything when you didn't fight the people you were supposed to fight? But look at the names he's beaten. He's beaten uh, Sugar Shane Mosley over the hill. Zab Judah over the hill. Felix Tito Trinidad over the hill. Manny Pacquiao over way over the hill when he fought him. Madonna twice. Wait, he shouldn't even have fight Madonna. Next. Victor Ortiz shouldn't even have fought him. Wow. Uh, Canelo. Canelo, he fought a young Canelo. That's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. Canelo was undefeated when he took that loss. So. Yeah, it was a, it, that, that loss didn't, didn't, did not harm uh, Canelo, nor did it do anything for Floyd. 
So that's a that's a that's a nothing uh, uh, fight to me. Next, give me give me one epic fight this man had. One. I'll all wait. Those, all those I'll wait. I name, all those I named were epic, no, 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 in no. my opinion. Epic. We're talking about anybody <laughs> that's a boxing enthusiast will say that's one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. You can't. You can't. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I I I heavily despise Conor McGregor. So right. the fact that I saw him lose by ref stoppage, I was like, yes. Bro, just think like listen. When he when he when he when he did the when he fought the kickboxer in Japan, that's uh-huh. when I started to look at Floyd funny. Because I'm like, what what was the point of that? Money. It's all about money for him. Like and, and listen, I understand that he's protecting he's protecting his pocket, but I don't understand the fans point of view when they talk money it has nothing it's not your money what you're doing is that you're paying into this and feeding his pocket so how is it good if he's the one making the money i'm looking at it from a from an objective standpoint where i'm saying how is this good for the sport of boxing it isn't it isn't i had an argument with one of my boys he's like oh well you know if 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 this if this allows fans that don't watch boxing to be interested in it and then these boxing fans now turn and watch real fights then it's done its job is that what's happening though are people that are watching these fights actually turning to the wbc are they turning to 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 these professional fights are they doing that they're not so how is it? Do, what is it doing for the sport of boxing? It's a paycheck. Okay, cool. It's payday. This is why I feel like the uh, what is that? I feel like when the PBC struck that deal with Fox, yeah, that was a that was a good thing for the sport. It was. I don't know why. I don't know if the contract ran out, but they haven't done one on Fox in a while. But um, I feel like stuff like that saved boxing. There and there are a lot of good fighters. Like I, I, I'm a huge Danny Garcia fan. Very good guy. Very. So good guy. I'm, I'm a fan of the Charlo brothers. So, yes, they're good. So you got, you got, you got some good talent. It's just that you know, Floyd is the Floyd is like wrestling. Floyd is the draw. You put his name on the marquee, and people are gonna buy a ticket. People are gonna buy the pay per view. But that, that, but that doesn't mean it's good. No, I, I agree with you. Doesn't mean it's good, but. I mean, boxing, box, boxing has been in a state of decline for such a long time. Right. And especially because, you know, boxing, you're restricted to your fist. And now with the prominence of UFC, I, when I talk to people, I'm like, yo, do you watch boxing? No, you watch UFC. Oh, hell yeah. But but get but why do we watch UFC? We watch UFC they, because they, because hold on, because they, Dana White gives you the fights that people want to see. Not only that, but the action is much more exciting. There are times. You watch a boxing match, the first three rounds, you see nothing but hugging. Well, I mean, listen, if your boxing has always been, yes, UFC has come in and has captivated that that gore, that bloody uh uh you know stimulation that we need as like as 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 fans. Like we always like the car crash, we always like the physicality. Right. They match that. I and understand there, that. And, and there are certain aspects in sports that are going to catch people's attention every time. Yeah. The, the slam dunk in basketball, the home run in baseball. Um, and for boxing, it's supposed to be the knockout. But yeah. the way a lot of these guys fight, a lot of fights are ending in decisions. 
I, I've seen a whole card on ESPN Friday Night Fights where nobody ever got knocked down. But that's but okay, though. That's UFC, okay. But in UFC, somebody's either always getting knocked out. Somebody's always getting choked out. Yeah. Very rarely you ever see a fight in the UFC go to a decision. So I guess, I guess, I guess because, you know, and it's funny because I actually went to the Barclays Center when they first opened up and had boxing. And Danny Garcia was on that card, and there was a whole fight. There was no knockdown, nothing. The crowd started booing. Right. By by like the seventh or eighth round. So, because, I, because, but but you got you got these people that are just they don't understand the sport anymore. I think the fan base that are watching sports they don't understand boxing. They don't they I, I they don't really understand it. Like the generation that I came from or the generation before me that they understood the sport. And yeah, that's why it didn't matter to them if if things went to the, 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 the scorecards, as long as you got two great fighters in there, it was all about jockeying for position. It was all about feeling the other guy out, seeing how it's, how, you know, what, what, how this guy is going to be able to counter, how you're going to counter, how you're going to be able to, to win the next couple of rounds. That's the game. Like that's, this is why everybody can't watch golf, right? Golf. I know a lot. I know a lot of people, bro. I've tried because I watch yeah. golf. And then, yeah, I watch golf too, but certain people can't watch it because nope. they they don't understand it. They expect it to be something else when it's not. Boxing is what it is. Yeah, it's a science. It's a it's a mastery. If you don't want to see the totality of it, everything that 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 it has to offer, then go watch UFC. But don't. It's just you know I, you know what it is. I, I feel like people's attention spans are, are too oh, short. Oh, it's in a toilet, Be- bro. It's in a toilet. I, I even even baseball. I have I have very few friends that have an interest in baseball. Me they too. Said they said they said they can't sit down and watch it because it's boring. Right. I personally find baseball to be exciting with all the strategy, but that's another that's another story. Yeah. But a lot of these sports, like even tennis, I I know people that say tennis is boring. I don't uh, find tennis ten- boring. Ten- tennis is not boring at all. At all. So at all. Hey man, listen. I, I feel I feel like until the uh, we get people that that understand the sport, like you said, boxing will stay where it's at. Unfortunately, yeah. and and we'll continue to have circus events like like this one. Yeah, because- and I and I think like 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 your friend said, this is uh, this is an attempt to get eyes on a boxing match. Yeah, which I feel is wrong because after this match is over, people are going to go back to doing what they were doing anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So. You know the, the whole Jake Paul thing too. I got your hat. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? Like, yo, I seen Floyd. He took off his hat first off. His hairline is is just he just needs to stop. My like, man went to barber. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I I've never seen Floyd look like that. That was crazy. And the fact that you even wasting your time with a dude like Jake Paul, like, yo, that is like when you when you think about the timeline of Floyd Mayweather this is going to be on his timeline that he fought because I'm sure he's going to fight Jake Paul too he fought two YouTubers to, 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 to one of their credit to Logan's credit man he, uh, he, he put Nate Robinson down you talking about Jake Jake yeah he put Nate Robinson down who is Nate Robinson former Nate NBA Rob- slam dunk he's camp. a basketball player he don't throw hands you know, throw hands. If listen, I have more interest seeing two people on the street fighting than Nate Robinson against Jake Paul. Because at least those two people in the street 
have have equal opportunity to knock each other out. They don't come from some other background. This dude's a professional basketball player. What are you doing boxing? You think that you could be able to just pick up gloves and throw hands? That's not the way things work. We saw we saw what the brawl for all was in WWE. We saw what that how, how that shortened careers. That's exactly what this is. It's a circus. It's a complete circus. And Floyd is the reason. Because if Floyd was not attached to it, nobody you, you couldn't it have wouldn't get, it wouldn't gain traction. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's a nonsense. It's you all know, him. It's I all was him. I last point I want to make. So, like I said, my dad is a good box as a big boxing fan. Who doesn't respect said, Floyd? Respect that man. I, I love him. I, and, I love he's, and, and he said to me, he said, Do you think Manny Pacquiao would participate in this type of this type Hell of no. stunt? Hell no. He you said think- that's why that's why he can't respect Floyd because if anybody took boxing seriously, they wouldn't take a fight against a, some some no name guy, as my dad exactly. Would put exactly. It. You think you think you know? Rest in peace, Marvin Hangley. You think he would have did this? Tommy Hearns, Sugar no. Ray, like all none none of these great fighters would have did this. None, none. But Floyd, because he cares about the money, he will do anything. He will do anything. Remember, he was he was talking about going into an octagon a couple of years ago. I remember that. When, who, uh, when, who wants to see a little behind an octagon? You're like 5'4". What, 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 I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. That would that would be something I would never want to see because it would be quick. It'd be over quickly. Quickly. Enough, enough of Floyd. Enough of Floyd. Let's move on to the NBA. Uh, you know, the playoffs are coming up. What are your thoughts about the current state of the NBA? Who do you like? Who do you think has a chance to win the championship outside of the quote unquote big teams or the big contenders? I'm going to go with the dark horse. Uh, I think the Utah jazz have a, have a solid chance. What is wrong with you? What do you mean? What is wrong with me? What is wrong with you? Is that a serious question? Yes. This is a serious question. Utah. You don't like Utah. They're playing the solid basketball. It's Utah. I mean, yeah, in their history, they have solid regular seasons and don't do anything in the playoffs. But Alfred, it's Utah. They could be 70 and two. It's Utah. They ain't never going to win nothing. It's just like when I said about Gonzaga in college basketball. Everybody, oh, Gonzaga is going to win the national championship. I was always here saying, just wait. It's Gonzaga. They will they will choke when when, when you don't expect them to. I know this team. It's Utah. It's Utah. They don't I mean, have a shot in the world. I mean, I don't have, after last year's playoff performance in the bubble, I don't have faith that uh, Giannis in Milwaukee could win the big series. Why not? Play- playoffs, it, Giannis has a history in the playoffs of not, well, not, I wouldn't say Giannis specifically, but the Bucks the last couple of years, man, they don't show up in the playoffs. That's fair. That's fair. But here's here's where I'm going to try to sell you on my Milwaukee Bucks here because I have Milwaukee and the Lakers still in the finals, in my opinion. The Lakers? Yes. Uh, hold, uh, we, we, we're going to get to that. Milwaukee, over the last couple of seasons, 100% agree with you, right? They they had the, the best record in the NBA the last two years. Giannis has been the best player in the NBA the last two years. One back-to-back MVPs. Cool. But the team did not have another dog this year. Nobody's talking about Milwaukee anymore, right? You all you hear is Brooklyn. You hear uh, uh, Philadelphia. Everybody's talking about how good the Knicks are right in the West. You got Utah, you got Phoenix, you got 
uh, you got Clippers. Denver, Clippers. Yes, uh, you know people talking about how the Lakers look wishy washy, but nobody's talking about Milwaukee. But here's how I'm going to sell you on Milwaukee. Eric Bledsoe was the was the was the point guard last two years. He's no longer there. Drew, they have they Drew now, Holiday. Now. They now have Drew Holiday, who's one of the best defenders in the NBA at the point guard position. He's Correct. actually he's actually a, a career uh you know twenty point scorer. Uh, the guy is a leader. He's a dog. He can be your second scorer. This is exactly what they needed at the point guard position. Now, here's the other point. They traded for P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker is the defensive uh, stalwart, the bulldog that you need to be able to shut down the guys that, that are the top scorers on your team. Right. Not to mention, don't leave that man open in the corner for three. Exactly. So now you got Drew Holiday as the second guy, the leader who can be able to create his own shot, create for others, play good defense. You now you still have Giannis that is able to do what he does. You now have PJ Tucker to be able to be the the bodyguard for Giannis to be able to protect him. Right. And now Chris Middleton who everybody's been criticizing as he's not a number two guy. He's not a number two guy. He can't be trusted as a number two. He now can be able to fall down into that tertiary role, that number three scorer's role where he can be confident and do his thing. So now you got the balance that they haven't had the last two years. This team, I'm telling you right now, Alfred, put it on wax. It's going on the podcast. It's going out there. Milwaukee will beat the Brooklyn Nets. Sign it. Well, I don't think the Nets are going to get far either because sign it. The, the the funny thing about Brooklyn, everybody's looking at the big three, right? They're looking at KD, they're looking at Harden, they're looking at Kyrie. A lot of people realize the three of them haven't played together that much. Seven games. Yeah, they they and then and then people are like, oh, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin in twenty twenty one is not the same. Lob City era Clippers Blake Griffin that we all knew, loved, and remembered. Blake Griffin, he should change his name to Chad Griffin. He's he's not the same guy. He is <laughs> he is he that 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 uh that plane has been parked. He's not flying over anybody. He's not doing all that stuff no more. He's Blake, not the same guy. Blake out here looking like Taylor, but yeah, uh exactly <laughs> he looked like his brother. <laughs> but um no, nah, but uh, people don't realize they've only played seven games together. So we don't know games. what their we don't know what their chemistry is gonna be. Also, Steve Nash is a rookie head coach, and by the looks of it, he lets his players run precedent over him. We saw when earlier early in the season when Kyrie went missing. Yeah, and, and they asked Steve Nash, so you spoke to Kyrie? Uh, no, nah, I haven't heard from him. You spoke the next day, you spoke to Kyrie. Yeah, we're letting him do his own thing. That- Kyrie, Kyrie has more PTO time than anybody in NBA history. Bro, I wish I could go to my job and be like, eh, I don't I, I think the I think the earth is flat, so I'm gonna take a couple of days so, off. Yeah, I just, like you come to come to work or just you know shout a text. I just don't feel like being there today. So I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. And then and then the, the composition of their bench scares me because outside of Joe Harris, I don't really I don't really believe in any of those guys. Well, I like, I, I yeah, I have a boy that's a huge Nets fan, Alfred. Shout out to my man uh Peter Bishop. He is like a Nets insider. He knows everything ins and outs of this team. He loves the 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 uh the new guy, Mike James. He loves uh, you know, I think Spencer Dinwiddie may possibly be back as well. I don't the, believe that. Not a not a tornado. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the same I, season. I would I would 
not have him play, but you know, I who knows? We'll see what they do. But I agree with you, man. I think depth is going to be a concern for them in the playoffs. Yeah, because uh, look, look, look at their bench. Nick yeah. Clack, Nick Claxton, not Landry, bad. Landry Shamit, right? Who, who I, I, every time I watch Landry Shamit play, I question his basketball IQ because he does some questionable stuff. But um, <laughs> their starting center is DeAndre Jordan, which I think was a bad move. If you should have traded anybody, it should have been DJ and kept Jared Allen. Right. Jared Allen is a tenacious rebounder. When they when I heard they gave him up, I was like, nah, these guys are crazy. And yeah. then they went and then they went and they signed Lamarcus Aldridge, and Lamarcus Aldridge couldn't even finish the season. So it's just like I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on with these guys. Bruce Brown is okay. Bruce Brown's all right, yeah. But if, if if there were other contenders, I don't think if there were other content on other contending teams in the league, I don't think he'd make their roster. So all right, so if you don't like Brooklyn in the East, you don't like Milwaukee in the East, who is your team to get out of the Eastern Conference? If you say Philly, we're gonna fight. No, it's not Philly. I think I think the dark horse sleeper is Miami. Yes, I I I actually like that. I think the dark horse sleeper in the East is Miami. Miami, they they lost in the finals last year. Uh, I think there, I think there's some redemption. I think Jimmy Butler wants to prove it's not a fluke. And look how they ended this. Look how they ended the season. Like you, Udonis Haslam makes his, his season debut and gets thrown out. By the way, I, I have a huge hatred for Dwight Howard. So the fact <laughs> that it was Dwight Howard that he did that to. <laughs> Listen, good, don't talk. Don't talk about my man D12. All right, the fact that he got us a championship last year, I got us man. a championship. Hey, 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 he can- Listen. He contributed, I am a, he contributed to the Lakers run. So shouts to Dwight Howard, man. Shouts to Dwight. I am a huge Laker fan, but I hate Dwight Howard for what he did to us the first time when he didn't resign and went to Houston. Listen, you gotta forgive. You gotta forgive Alfred. If I can forgive him for doing that, and he came back and he was a, a, a vital piece of this team last season, bro. Bro, we that the, we we led bro. the league in shot blocking because of Dwight and JaVale. Bro, that that man saw little Kobe was too hard on me. Yes, he was sensitive. Yeah, we all know that Dwight's sensitive, man. But he he, he redeemed himself. You gotta you gotta give people second chances, man. <laughs> listen, listen, man, listen. I, but but now nah, Miami, and and I, I like them a lot. Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler. You know, like I I, I like I like those guys. I, Duncan Robinson, I like those guys a lot, man. Yeah, 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 definitely. No, I agree. I agree. And they've got um, a healthy Drogic for a playoff run. Healthy Drogic. So we'll see. You know, the fact that Oladipo's out, uh, you know, I don't know. They're saying that he may be out for next season as well. I, I don't I don't know if Oladipo's ever going to bounce back and be that guy that he was when uh, – when, when he was in Orlando? What, not even in Orlando. When when Indiana traded for him. When Indiana mm. traded for him and he was that that 20-plus scorer every year. He was an all-star for, the you know, a couple seasons and then he got hurt. You know, I, I don't think he gets back there, but can he be a solid role player for a team coming back? Definitely. But, you know, I, I just I feel bad for him. But um, what are but your yeah. thoughts? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts about about the, the Wizards? Do you think the Wizards have a chance to make any any uh, any noise in the in the in the playoffs? No. Not I'll, at all. I look at their I look at their, I don't even watch Wizards basketball because outside of Westbrook and and, and Bradley Beal. Ain't nothing to watch. The Wizards are not an entertaining team. Like, they just, they don't do anything. Like, yeah, Westbrook, we'll, we'll clap it up. Triple-double king, the master of the triple-double. But 
he's doing that and, and it's not it's not he's getting these triple doubles and it's not translating to wins so what good are the triple doubles well i mean right now it is because right now it is but yeah they struggled most of the season well well think about it too they had they had a lot of covid um concerns early on they they had a time where they had like six guys on the on the team well philly did too and overcame it but but philly has more talent you know what i mean philly has way more talent philly has way more talent so the fact that new parts covid uh you know you gotta work russell in russ was hurt to start the season you know i spoke to alex mclean shouts to alex mclean assistant coach for the washington wizards he was on uh, all even live exclusive and, you know, they, they've had a ton of, a ton of uh, you know, concerns going through the season. And now they're starting to find their groove and Russ is playing well and Bradley Beal has been consistent the entire year. So maybe they're, they're peaking late. And that, that can be a concern for some teams in the first round. Not saying they're going to beat anybody, but this is not the traditional team that you would want to play as a lower seed, they wow. can be able to steal a couple of games from from a uh, from a from a from a Brooklyn Nets team or from a Philly. They can be able to steal some games here. Well, in my opinion, because now all the seeds have been set in the uh, in the East playoffs, the the Charlotte Hornets are going to be dangerous in that play-in tournament. Oh, well, I, the, the, listen, don't get on this Lamelo Ball train. Okay, don't. That's do the rookie of the year, sir. Don't, don't do it. Just, just, just stop. Okay, I, I, I'm tired of you people in the prisoner of the moment. Lamelo Ball. They, they, all right, he's good. He's good. But that's that's your rookie of the year. What does that mean? What does that mean? You combine him with uh with Gordon Hayward. Michael Carter Williams at one point was a rookie of the year too. You know that, right? Lamelo, Gordon Hayward, Bismack Biombo, like Bismack B. <laughs> Like they're a de- they're a decent team this year. I can't with you people, man. Shouts to my man Jerry, my man Jerry Davis. He's a big Lamelo Ball fan. Every time he does something spectacular, he hits me up, he texts me, he sends me a video, and it's it's nonsense. You know, you guys have to stop. The Listen, kid is good. I, I, I have the been kid a- is good, but you gotta relax. I'm a I'm a I'm a t- I'm gonna put you on a personal story. I've been a ball fan since since Lonzo was in UCLA. Oh come I- on. Hold on, I, I supported the whole Lithuania movement. Come on, and I even—I'll admit it—I bought a couple of shirts off the Big Baller Brand website when Jeez. they was when it was a thing. Listen, shouts to the Big Baller Brand, but Lonzo to me. Uh, listen, how? What are your thoughts on Lonzo? Like, do you think that he can find his way in the NBA because he's having a good season? But the thing with me about Lonzo, Alfred, is that. When you look at his numbers, I think he's averaging like 14 and a half points, 15 points a game, uh, five rebounds, but five assists as a point guard. He, so he was supposed to be this transcendent passer of the basketball. I'm not seeing it. I actually see transcendent passer of the basketball with LaMelo. I don't see it with Lonzo. One. Two, I don't think he's a leader. When you play the point guard position – and you're not a leader, that's a big concern. How does he find his way? Because he's in a contract year. I don't see the Pelicans giving him a big deal. What team is going to give him a big deal to be their point guard? Your thoughts? 
I feel like in the from the very beginning, even when he was in UCLA, I feel like he was unintentionally sabotaged by Lavar. All all that talking, and I feel like Lonzo felt feels the pressure or felt the pressure at least at that time, and that's trans that's translated to his uh, below expectation uh, playing. So I don't know. I don't know if he'll ever find his niche in the league. He might end up he might end up uh, going down the Austin Rivers route end up being a guy who's good enough to make a roster and good enough to be a role player. And he'll bounce around the league his entire career. Mm. But I don't know. I feel like, cause as you notice, LeVar don't talk about LaMelo and LaMelo is shining like a diamond. Right. But he doesn't, I, but that, to your point, I don't think he had to talk about LaMelo because he's always said that LaMelo is the best out of all of them. He's been yeah. saying that from day one. Like, one. like, like you'll you'll hear him talk about Lonzo, especially when he was on the Lakers. All he ever did was they. It's it's funny because they had the media, the NBA had to make a a media rule called the Levar Ball rule because Levar was just going crazy, right? But yeah, between that and I don't know, I feel I feel like the Lakers gave up on him too early. That's also another thing, and I feel like that kind of so. cru- really. I don't think so. In hindsight, I uh, if they had to trade anybody from that contingent, obviously I'd have kept Brandon Ingram. Or if Ingram had to go, I would have shipped Kuz. I would have shipped Kuz and kept Lonzo. But that's no. just me. No, Kuz is making some boneheaded plays. So does Lonzo. Yeah, but Kuz is a Kuz's offenses are more egregious. Than Kuz, Kuz is a all right. Think about it. If we would have kept Lonzo right instead of Kuzma, where does Lonzo play? Yeah, you're not gonna play Lonzo over Schroeder. Can't you can't play you can't play Lonzo with LeBron because Lonzo can't shoot. He's not a knockdown shooter. That's the problem. Like LeBron needs lock he needs knockdown shooters that to play with him. Kuzma, although he's not a quote unquote knockdown shooter, he can hit the three better than Lonzo can. Yeah, he can create his own shot. Better than Lonzo can. That's also true. Not a better defender, but I think Kuzma brings a little bit more value than what Alonzo would have brought. And here's the thing, too. I there was a there was a um I saw this 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 post about all of the Laker kids playing well. Randall, Brandon Ingram, Clarkson, Lonzo. Uh, Zubats, all of them are playing well, and the Lakers drafted all of these kids and they didn't keep any of them, right? But everybody's like, Oh, do you think the Lakers would have been good? No, because the thing is, the Lakers, we are an organization that we don't wait for development. It's no, either you show and prove, or, or you're gone. gone, or you're gone because it's about getting the stars, getting the superstars. This is our formula, our other teams try to match our formula. This is what the Lakers have been doing since the dawn of time. Since the dawn of their existence, they get stars. They always are going to get stars. So it's not about developing talent here. They were never going to develop. Brandon Ingram was never going to be the guy that he is now on this Laker team. Julius Randle would have never been the guy that he is now, you know, possibly a um, all-NBA second or third team this year if he didn't leave. Lonzo, the same thing. Uh, Clarkson, the same thing. Zubas, the same thing. The guys had to leave to get time to develop. Yeah. Because that's what they needed. They needed time. It wasn't the fact that they weren't good. 
Not if, if they weren't not, good, we wouldn't have drafted them. Not not to mention when they were all when all those guys you named were all on the Lakers roster together. The team was they, terrible. They were young and immature. Right. Young and immature, did not want to play defense, didn't want to commit night to night. You know, they would have a great game one night and then they get blown out by 40 the next night because there was no consistency in regards to how they played or how they saw the game. So and not, and not yeah. only that, look at look at the veterans that 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 they were surrounded by. Right. A, bro, a broke down Ron Artest at the end of his career. Right. Robert Sacre, Ryan Kelly. Yeah. Wesley Johnson, Xavier Henry, and the list goes on. Not 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 guys who are role players on 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 other teams. Not right. those are not necessarily guys that you could learn anything from. Right. Right. So, not exactly. So it's like you know, guys. Sometimes you have to. You have to leave a place to actually find your your way, and this is what happened with these kids. So you know, shouts to them. They they they're they're doing their thing, but they were never going to do that here. Nope. It just wasn't going to happen. So let's go ahead and segue into the Lakers. So you said that the Lakers are looking shaky. You know, you 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 have some concerns. As two Laker fans here, go ahead and spread your concerns to me, so I can be able to debunk every one of your concerns right now. Go. Well, number one, uh, I, you you said a couple of weeks ago on the show um, that the Lakers are the equivalent of that kid on the block who says, "Wait for my brother to come. Wait for yes. my cousin to come." Yes. And I think, and that's what they're doing with LeBron because, you know, the 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 band the band is not all there right. at, at the moment. My biggest concern, though, is. Is LeBron really ready to come back? Or obviously he's coming back because he has to, because the playoffs are approaching. My thing is, we don't know how, how good that ankle feels. True. LeBron in the in his history of, of being an NBA player, the only other injury he's ever had where he's missed this much time or more was the groin was, injury. Was the groin injury two years ago. Right. And then everybody also has to remember LeBron is up there in age. 36. LeBron LeBron more than anybody has more more minutes and wear and tear on his body because he's he's been in the playoffs almost every year of his career. He's played basketball for Team USA. There's no telling how much basketball related stuff he had to do when he filmed Space Jam. Right. So, and we don't know how 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 well this ankle has healed if it's even healed at all. So, that's my biggest concern and I feel like if LeBron can't do it or LeBron, like, he, he just can't – his performance is not LeBron-like. Yeah. The, the rest of the team is not going to show up either because there are times AD has had some pretty lousy games since he's been on the Lakers. There have been times where, where I've seen AD, and I know you've seen it too, ending, ending the game with four points, eight points. So – and then also, like, the, the rest of the team, Caruso has been dealing with – uh or Caruso or the bald mamba as I like to call him. <laughs> he, he's a he's a he's a huge fan favorite in my eyes, but uh um, right. he's been dealing with injuries this season. Uh Schroeder has been in and out of the protocol. Schroeder is trying to play for a contract, so we don't even know where his head is at. Don't get me started on that guy. Mark Mark Gasol has been a disappointment all year. He's played well the last few games though. The last few games, but all season he's been a disappointment. Uh, Montrez Harold, you can the guy's the reigning sixth man of the year from a year ago, and, and it seems like Frank Vogel can't find minutes for him in the rotation, which is mind boggling to me. So, and that also goes to show because LeBron's been out, so LeBron's not coaching, he's actually right. letting Vogel coach. 
Hey, so, hey, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't say that Vogel's not the coach. Hey, Vogel's the coach. Don't every, do that. Listen, everywhere LeBron is gone, you think Eric Spoelstra was calling them plays in Miami? Yes, I do. Eric Spoelstra is a very good basketball coach. So let let let's come on out. Come on out. Don't 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 do that. If you, you want to say LeBron you, you, is the GM, you, you, then you, say that. You but think coach, Ty, you you think Tyron Lue was the coach in, uh, when, when when they won the finals? Uh, I mean, Tyron, he didn't have to do much coaching. So you got LeBron and you got you you got that team. You didn't really have to coach that much. You didn't really have to coach that much. Look, see the thing is with LeBron, LeBron has such an IQ for the game, Alfred. That you don't need a coach for him. You need a you need a partner. You need somebody. It's like how I view LeBron and how he looks at the game is how I looked at Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning didn't need an offensive coordinator. Peyton Manning needed an, uh, a guy that can be able to work with him and say, hey, Peyton, what do you think we should be able to run here? I have these plays that I think that, that would be good in this situation. What are your thoughts? And Peyton will say, okay, well, let's take something from here. Let's take something from here, and let's kind of combine that, and then I'll figure it out. Okay, that sounds good. That's what LeBron James is. LeBron James has never had a great coach in his NBA career. Never. He's never had a great coach. Because it's not needed for him. You need the great coaches for the for the other parts. You need the guys that can be able to communicate and stuff. That's why Jason Kidd works. That's why uh 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 what's my other guy's name? I can't remember his uh, Oh the Lakers assistant coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, Phil, uh, Phil Lionel, Handy. Phil Handy, Lionel Kyle, Lionel Hollins, like those guys work because those other guys need to be coached up. LeBron don't need that. You don't need that. He needs somebody that can be able to say, hey, LeBron, you know, I, I want to run these particular things. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? And LeBron will be like, okay, I like this. Da, 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 da. Like, that's how much of a savant he is for the game. So, you know, it's more of a partnership. It's not more of him getting coached. It's more of a partnership. Um, I agree with you in regards to certain things. I think the, I think the Mark Gasol deal has not worked out. I remember when it happened. I was, I was okay with it. I mean, but I do think that JaVale was better because JaVale allowed us to have that rim protection that we needed. JaVale is more lengthier too. More lengthy. Um, but the one thing about Gasol that keeps him above JaVale is the basketball IQ, the passing ability. He can be able to find open guys with that passing ability. He still has, he still is a pretty decent one-on-one defender in the post. Uh, in the pick and roll, not that great because he can't move his feet. Um, so you know, it, there's a there's a give and take here. With with Harold, I like Harold, but the problem with Harold is that Vogel was giving him minutes at the five. He's six seven. How many people is he is he going to be able to guard at six seven? Now, let me tell you where Harold is going to be very important. Come playoff time, yeah. When teams go small. Harold is going to be in there. Harold and Morris are going to be the guys that get a lot of minutes because it's about the, I think when, when um, Rob Palenka was putting this team together, Alfred, he, it was all about playoffs in mind. It had nothing to do with the regular season. It was about how versatile can we be come playoff time? Cause remember when JaVale and Dwight were on the team, there was a full series that both of them didn't play. Yeah. They didn't play against the Blazers. 
They didn't JaVale, play against JaVale, the Rockets. JaVale barely appeared in the finals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they, they barely appeared in the finals. So they we now have a team that's more prepared for smaller lineups. And I understand how he went. Now, has it worked out in regards to them being a great team this season? No, but they're deep. They can be able, if they get right, the Lakers are still, to me, the best team in the West. Um, the even, though they're, even though they're fighting to avoid the play-in tournament. Well, think about it. I think the play-in might be a little better for them because if they – hear me out. Hear me out. After thinking about it, if they end up finishing seventh, right, they either play Phoenix or Utah. Do you think that the Lakers will beat Phoenix? I think so. Do you think that the Lakers can beat Utah? After what I said earlier, I don't I don't know. Okay, you still you still you still think that Utah is a little better. I feel that the Lakers will thrash Utah. Five games. Five games. Phoenix probably go six. If the Lakers finish six, they now have to go against the Clippers or the Nuggets, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel the Lakers against the Nuggets? Lakers are going to win. I, I feel like right. the, nugget, the Nuggets are lost without La- Jamal Murray. There you go. Lakers Lakers will beat the Nuggets. How do you feel about Lakers and Clippers? That one could go either way, honestly. It can go either way. I'm still giving the, the, the nod to the, to the Lakers. Well, no. You know what? I give the nod to the Lakers because, you know, they call him playoff P, but he's way off P. when the the, the, Way off P, uh, Waldo George, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Whatever, whatever you want to call him, I can't listen, Alfred. I'm gonna have my shirt made up. It's gonna have his face with the Where's Waldo hat. It's gonna be great. The glasses. I I can't wait to get those shirts done because I can't wait till Paul until uh, 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 uh Paul uh throws the game. Paul George is gonna throw this the, the, this playoff like he always does. I can't wait. I can't wait. But like I said, me going through all of those scenarios. I just gave you the Lakers look good in every one of those scenarios. So the play-in doesn't really matter to them. It really doesn't. So okay. I think I think if they're healthy, they'll be fine. The thing is, I thought about this with LeBron. And LeBron is a wizard in regards to how he thinks. What I mean by that is that he said – He's never he's never um, had an injury that that felt like this, right? He never had an injury that felt like this. He may not be a hundred percent for the entire duration of his career. Right. I think that's BS. I think that that's a guy that wants people to believe that he's weaker than what he actually is. Oh boy, here we go. Call me crazy. But you so, so this is the equivalent of of uh Bernard King coming down the tunnel. This is the equivalent of Paul Pierce leaving in a wheelchair. Exactly. Exactly. We're gonna see LeBron James flying around, blocking shots, looking like LeBron James, and everybody will be like, Well, I guess he's healthy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. So I'm not worried about the Lakers. I'm really not. The thing. What I what I was more concerned with, and you you know you listen to the podcast, you heard it, is that I wanted to see them not use it as an excuse, play the game like he's not coming back, right? And I saw that 
a couple of games before LeBron came back. They started to play better basketball. They started to not focus on who's coming, who's coming back. They started saying, okay, this is what we have. This is how we're going to figure it out. This is how we're going to win the game. This is what I wanted to see from them from day one. So the fact that I saw that, I'm a little bit more confident in what I potentially can see in the playoffs with this team, if that makes any sense. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, but You're more optimistic than me. Yes, yes, I <laughs> Listen, that may change in a week or so. But, uh, you know, right now I'm a little bit more optimistic. But let's go ahead and segue into baseball. Me and you are Lakers as well as Met fans. We love our Mets. Uh, what are your thoughts on the current state of the Mets? They just lost last night to the uh, Tampa Bay Rays in, in, in extra innings. But they looked very good in that game. Like you, you said off air that Peterson must have listened to you. And he pitched one of the best games he's ever pitched in his career. Like, what, what are your thoughts on the Mets right now? Well, uh, first off, that win streak they had in the homestand. Oh, it was amazing. That was amazing. Uh, sh- Shout-outs to the, the king of the RBI fielder's choice, Patrick Mazika, <laughs> by the way. Mr. Slappy. Uh, yo, that guy may never get a base hit. But if the bases is loaded and the game's on the line, pinch that man in. Yeah, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll make sure he'll hit it two feet and get a, and get a game winning RBI. Oh, yeah, always a fielder's choice. But yeah. – um. No, the Mets, the Mets are playing real good. I mean, they're down right now. Tampa's, uh, Tampa is, had a five, is having a five-run bottom of the fourth right now. But um, the Mets, uh, I think they're, they're good. I, I think they benefit from playing in the NL East, which I like to call the 500 division because all the, all, every team in that division is, is, is barely at 500. Right, right. So they benefit there. But, but that, that, that win streak did a lot for them. Um, the bullpen has been great. Uh, who would who would have ever thought that Jerry's Familia in 2021 would have a sub one ERA? Right. <laughs> listen, listen. I listen to the, the the Metropolitan Report all the time. You were trashing him in spring training, trashing the man, trashing the man. The man. It's spring training, and he's t- he, it takes him 35 pitches to get out of one inning. So, but, but I but remember what when we were talking, what did I say to you? Don't worry about spring training. Let's just focus on the season and see how you can be able to look during the season. So, True. you know, it, it's it, I, I feel you, but man, we 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 have to enjoy the wave because but, what he's but, doing right now is 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 phenomenal. But there there's been even though he can't hit he can't hit worth a lick. Uh, Albert Almora, that guy is a teammate I would want to have if I was uh, playing baseball. Listen, um, he, he literally will run through a wall for you. Literally, that that man tried to that man took himself out in an effort to get it out uh, against yeah. Baltimore the other day, which uh, that that says a lot because some guys would see the wall coming and they'll stop short. Right. He just smacked right into it. So yeah. um, but even the starting pitching outside of Peterson has been pretty consistent. Um, Stroman is, is, is pitching well. Uh, Taiwan Walker who I didn't understand why they signed him. And I said this on the Metropolitan Report. Yes, you did. Spring training. I didn't understand why they signed him because he came from places that were not, he didn't pit, he, he did not pitch well in but, Arizona but, or Seattle. But he is an innings eater. He is an innings eater. Uh, as I said a couple episodes ago, though, he is, I feel like he is a five inning pitcher. Yes. He's a, he is a guy who he will pitch lights out the first five innings and then he'll start to get tired in the sixth. But I think that's because he's, He's fresh off Tommy John. Um, but, yeah, um, Peterson, I don't really – even though he pitched a good game yesterday, I, I, I'm 
anybody can have a lucky game. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not convinced. I think he wanted to prove me wrong after he saw that video. He said, he said, what? The dog, the, 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 the sun will shine on a dog's ass on occasion. Yeah. Um, DeGrom being on the IL, I thought was going to be a bad thing, but they, they've been winning without him. Right. And he's only on a 10 day IL. It's not like it's 60. Yeah. He's, he's, it's not a, it's not a huge concern. I think, I think putting it's a preventative, yes. it's a preventive move because you got to remember DeGrom's been eating innings. Right. He's been striking out people like nobody's business. So he's been pitch, hitting. He's been hitting. By the way, I said this on the Metropolitan Report too. Don't be surprised if DeGrom wins Silver Slugger at pitcher. <laughs> First met since Mike Hampton to do so. Right, right, right. Um, the the t- And now the, the offense is starting to wake up. Yeah. And it's crazy because two of the best offensive players are on the IL, Nimmo and Davis. So you got you got Pilar hitting. You got BR smacking home runs. You uh, Pete, Pete has woke up. Conforto's starting to hit. Right. Only one. The only one that I'm worried about is the 341 million dollar man. You got to relax, okay? You got to relax on my man, okay? I, when I was there, he gave me a home run. I was there in city, and he gave me a home run. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. The guy, you, you have to see. Met fans, we we have PTSD. We we understand that certain things go against us historically. Yeah, and we always think about that. We always have the Jason Bay stuff in our head. We always have the Luis Castillo extension in our head. We always have the Oliver Perez stuff in our head. Like it's about oh, guys come here, they sign these big deals, and then they don't do anything after. Give them time. The guy has been in the American League his entire career. It takes time to adjust to National League pitching. It really does. Guys like, batting 189, Barry. But it's better than 162, right? It's going up. It's going up. So I'm telling you, this, we all know if you follow Lindor's career closely, when he gets hot, he gets scorching hot to the point where his hits come in bunches, his home runs come in bunches. Let the guy get his feet. If he's not hitting, at least defensively, he's solid. He does not give up anything at shortstop. And that's what you're looking for. If he Ray, was a Ray Ordonez never gave up anything at shortstop right. either. And, and we got to a World Series with his def- defense, didn't we? Yeah. Okay, but, then. Yeah, but he's not expected to hit like like well, uh well, Lindor but, is. But that's what I'm saying. But you gotta give him time. Like you can't just you can't just expect the guy to roll out of bed, get change leagues and hit 350. It's not going to happen. It's a long baseball season. It's still pretty cold outside. Like, yeah, they're in Florida right now, but once the time gets warm, like if he's still hitting below the Mendoza line in July, then it's time to be concerned. But right now, listen, the first year in New York, I give him, I kind of, I'm going to give him some leeway. I'm really going to give him some leeway the first year in New York. Like look what, look what Beltran did his first year in New York. He didn't have a good year. But what happened the following season? He had a tremendous year. Until he struck out looking. In the well, we're, not, we're just talking about the production in the in the, in the the regular season. Let's not talk about the playoffs. We got there. We, we didn't make the World Series cool. But the guy was productive to the point where everybody was thinking about him as an MVP that year. How good he played. Right? Right or wrong? Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you can't. And, and, and what was the thing with him? basically played in the American league his entire career. That's basically how it happened. So you have to, 
gotta give him some time. Well, no, no, the- that's that's not true. Um, no, he no, was- I, now he went to Houston for that little yeah. while, but I'm saying like it was only a little hiccup in regards to his entire career. Yeah, like you know, what I'm saying like he was an American League guy. You know what I mean? And then he went to Houston. He he did what he did in Houston, and then he went to the Mets. But you know, Lindor is an American League guy. Give him some time, man. Like as as New Yorkers, we always have this thing where we don't want to wait. We can't wait. As Met fans, we should wait. We should be waiting. We should be like, hey, take all the time you need and get right. Because when this team gets together and gets right at the same time, we can do some special things. There's no rush. There's no rush. We have them for a decade. There's no rush. <laughs> There's really no rush. Hey, man, listen, all He's I know 20, is that- what, what is he, 27? 20, it'll be 27 this year. Yeah. Come on. There's no rush, bro. There's no rush at all. At all. Do, do you think the Mets are going to win a World Series this year? Anything's possible in baseball. No, but I, Of course. But in your mind, do you think that they would win a World Series? Not this year, no. Not this year. So but then again, no, then again, I'm, I'm pretty sure Nationals fans at the start of 2019 didn't think their team would win a World Series either. Yes, but we have to we have to be realistic to what we're seeing with our team. This is a young team, fairly. It's a mixture of veterans and young guys, but it's more young guys than anything else. Let's get this team right. First off, let's get the coaching right because I don't think you already know how I feel. Luis Rojas, not the guy, not the guy. So if we can be able to get the guy as manager, maybe just maybe things will be a little different, but I don't think he's the guy because when you have your $341 million guy bunting in multiple games to get the runner over, Especially after the previous at bat was a home run. Right. You can't blame Lindor for that. He's doing exactly what his coach is telling him to do. It's BS. You don't take the bat out of your best hitter's hands. You don't do that. I agree. So, you know, there's a lot of things that kind of like work into this. Lindor is trying to be a team player as well as try to live up to the contract. Could you imagine what type of pressure that is on that guy? Let's, let's give him time to figure it out. Let's give him time to figure out how to be a star in New York first. It's tough. It's not easy here. We saw how, how, the, how, the, how the spotlight ate up uh, Matt Harvey. We saw what it yeah. did to him. So let's well, well, the, kinda... spot, the spot. It wasn't just the spotlight. It was the partying at five in the morning when he and, started and, one o'clock and, and the big and the hamburgers and the, and, and everything else. Yes. Yep. But but you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's about it's about giving this guy time to get his feet wet in New York. He's only been here a little while. Let's not try to compare him to somebody else. The guy's good. He's doing what he has to do. He's struggling at the plate. And he's still trying to be a consummate teammate and do the little things to help the team win. I can't ask for anything more, honestly, because at least when Jason Bay wasn't hitting, not only was he not hitting, but he was playing terrible defense in the outfield, too. So it was it was worse. It was worse. His mind was all screwed up. His defense was all screwed up and his bat at the plate was all screwed up. At least Lindor is giving me some great defense. He's giving me some good on base percentage. He's giving me some 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 nice camaraderie in the locker room. Still have that big smile on his face. I'm all right with that. I'm all right. And slapping Jeff McNeil, you're okay with that too. I'm okay with that because in in regards to when you have teammates, sometimes you got to fight. Sometimes you have to fight to get over things. Yeah, sometimes you got to fight. I'm okay with that. 
Listen, Jeff Kent and Barry Bonds fought all the time. They love yeah. each other. They love each other. Kobe and Shaq feuded, and, and they love each uh, other. Listen, it, that, that's all right. Jordan slapped up Steve Kerr in practice. It's okay. Sometimes things have to happen. Sometimes you got to slap your teammates up a little bit. You know, some of you, okay, cool. You have a disagreement. I have, I have an issue with you. Let's fight it out. And then after we scrap, we're good. There's nothing wrong with that. We talk about men here. It's not, it's not boys. It's men. Well, uh, that that fateful night, they did uh, that. That I believe that fight sparked the win. So there you go. It sparked the win, and it also continued a win streak. So did it do its job? Hell yeah, it did. Hell yeah, it did. I agree. I agree. So this is what I'm saying. As Met fans, we got to relax. Got to. Relax. I, know, I know. I know. It's only May, but. I'm trying to hold. I want us to hold on to this first place uh, position as long as possible. I, I don't. I'm not concerned about me. I want them to make sure that they're in the race come August. Once August gets around, that's all I care about. I, I've always been a proponent of win as many early games as you can, just in case you end up falling apart toward the end of the season. Well, that's fair, but at the same time, too, think about that. Think about what we're expecting to come back. Uh, Lugo is starting to pitch, right? Yep. Cindy's Cindy's coming back. At some point, we're going to get Carrasco back. This pitching staff is going to be loaded. Loaded. Yeah. Loaded. There's a lot to look forward to come summertime. I can't wait for the Mets. Can't wait. Can't wait. Who knows? Now, we, might, we might get it all even live from City Field. Listen, man, who, who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows the way the, as crazy as I am, I may just do it. I may just do it. But um, this is what I wanted to talk about with baseball. What is your current opinion of the current state of baseball? Not just in not just in New York, baseball on a whole. Uh, I think I think out of I think out of out of all the sports, I think baseball. How do I word this? I think baseball is doing it right. It, it, like what I mean is I've always been a proponent and a big fan of the way baseball does their free agency. Okay. I've, always, I've always enjoyed the no salary cap. Okay. If you have the money for guys, go get them. You shouldn't be penalized for or, or limited to, to what you could get because of a cap or a luxury tax, right. which, I think is, which I think is bogus. Um, I feel like baseball – Lately, because we're, we're it's clear we're out of the steroid era for the most yeah. part. Yes, I feel in between all the sports, you you really see you really see less controversy from baseball nowadays, or less fan complaining. You know, like there's not a like in the NBA, the biggest complaint is oh everybody wants to team up. You don't really see that in baseball, or or in the NFL. You know, like I said, the salary caps are, are capping things, like. I feel like baseball is the least problematic sport out of the three. Now that we're out of that steroid era. Okay. I, my only issue with baseball is the diversity. I would like to see more people that look like you and I in major league baseball. hundred percent agree with you. L- that, like that's my biggest concern. Like, and I understand because in urban areas, basketball is the easiest thing because there you, you could go to any park and there, 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 there are courts there. There are hoops there. All you need to do is go to go to Dick's Sporting Goods or not even there. You can get a basketball from almost anywhere. Right. Whereas baseball, 
like basketball, you can play one on one, two on two, three on three. Baseball, you need equipment, you need players, you, you need yep. yeah. You you can't play baseball with less than nine guys on a field and, right. and a lineup of nine guys on the other side. And, and the yeah. average the average baseball glove costs like a hundreds of dollars. Like yep. you know what I mean, and and not not even that. Like like you said, equipment is equipment is expensive. You're gonna need bats. You're gonna need gloves. You bro. I, I I it's funny because I went to Dick's Sporting Goods a couple of weeks ago, and baseballs one baseball regulation MLB baseball. Is forty five dollars. That is ridiculous for a baseball. You can get a basketball for twenty bucks, right? <laughs> you can get a football for thirty, right? Right. And then even football, you don't really need anything because a lot of these kids play two hand touch, like two we did back in the day. Exactly. You don't. So, you don't need anything for that other than a ball and maybe so about twenty dollars, twenty 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 thirty dollars for a ball, and you're good to go. You know but I mean? ba- but yeah, baseball. You could it's share expensive. one bat, but everybody needs their own glove. Yep. So I mean, spikes, you know, and and you need cleats, right? And then on top of that, like you said, the fields, like look, like look at where, where we're at, New York City. It's a concrete jungle, right? And then if you do happen to find a baseball field, I I feel like a lot of these fields, especially around where I live, they're all neglected. Grass right. needs cutting, right? Need new dirt. So yeah. I feel like in a lot and and like I said, in a lot of urban areas, they gravitate toward basketball and football because it's more accessible. It's right. easier and it's cheaper. No, I agree. It's- I agree. And 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 this is why, you know, you know, the fact that they have Ken Griffey on the on the case, I hope that he can be able to to really bring yeah. more eyes to the sport um for for people that look like me and you. Um also, you know, I had Luis Lopez Jr., former uh, you know, major league player on All Even Live exclusive and he, you know, he does he has a a a organization the New York Nighthawks um that helps kids from the inner cities, you know, it takes kids from everywhere and allows them to play baseball and it, it be cost effective for them because you right. know, the average, the average travel team, you know, it costs like $3,000 for a kid just for, just for him to play baseball. It's crazy. And, it, and then not only that, but I'll, I'll even bring it to this point. Um, like we said earlier, when we were talking about boxing, a lot of people think bait watching baseball on TV is a drag because there's not a lot of excitement. Right. People don't like to see these these scores with a two to one, three to two, one nothing finish. Right. So, like, it's 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 it, the attention spans are real short because people want to see people. I think people have this 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 image stuck in their heads of when Sosa and Bonds and and McGuire and 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 Griffey were all chasing the home run record. Every game was like three to four home runs, but from right. one player. So I think people are still like the casual fans that that's still stuck in their heads Facts. because you don't have a lot of that anymore. Yeah, so true. like, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's just interesting to me. And then also the disparaging thing, like living in the hood, living in the inner city, urban places, I'll see people walking around with fitteds from MLB teams, but they never played. They never watched or played a baseball game. They never watched a baseball game. They never played a baseball game. They can't tell you like I like I saw like even this morning going to get breakfast. I saw a guy in a Colorado Rockies hat. If I walked up to him and probably asked him about Trevor Story or Charlie Blackman, he, he, he wouldn't know, he he know what you're talking about. talking about. Yeah. yeah. So you get a lot of these guys because the, the hat matches their clothes. That's why they get them. It's the so culture. It's the culture. And also, I feel like. TV plays a big part in it. So like. Back in the day, and I know I'm sounding old, but like every Saturday was an MLB doubleheader on Fox. Right. 
Now they're not even on regular television. The NBA, at least, at least, at least, you know, they're on ABC. And and you can basically like if you have a video game console or some streaming service, you can get ESPN relatively cheap or for free. So, you know, people like the NBA is accessible. The NFL, they take up CBS and 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 Fox all day Sunday. And then there's the one game on 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 NBC at the end right. of the night on Sunday. So they're all over. Like you don't have to have cable to, or or pay or go through a paywall to 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 view these sports. But baseball, there is all regional networks. You got to have Yes Network. You got to have SNY. The only time they ever broadcasted on terrestrial television so is the weekends. World Series. Well, and, uh, we- and, and on weekends, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mo- most of the games I'm seeing are MLB Network, like the nationally televised games, ESPN here and there, MLB Network. Or uh, what's the other one? I'm I'm forgetting. Uh, FS1. There we FS1, go. FS1. Right. So if you don't have cable, you don't have access to any of that stuff. Even the local teams. The Mets may have a game on Picks Eleven maybe once every thirty games. But you know, if you don't have SNY, you're missing the rest of the season. Yeah. The, yeah. the Yankees don't come on terrestrial television at all. Right. So if you're a Yankee fan, if you don't have Yes Network, you're you're out of luck. So. I mean, the exposure is a is a big problem. So, I feel like that's why that's another reason because it's not it's not readily accessible. But, but as far as as far as the state of the sport, I like I said, I, I enjoy baseball the most. I feel like, with the exception of maybe who should get into the Hall of Fame and who doesn't, right? That's that's the one part of baseball that and the lack of diversity with with the with African Americans. What I don't like because. I don't believe because the sports writers didn't vote this guy with an X amount of votes in his second or third year eligibility that he can never get in the Hall of Fame. There, and there's a lot of guys that, like in basketball, you always see the, the the deserving guys always get in. Right. Football, the deserving guys always get in. Baseball, and I had this conversation in a Facebook group, so maybe I maybe I'll say it to you, and you probably agree with me. A guy like Dale Murphy should be in the Hall of Fame. Agreed. There is no absolute way that a guy who was an all-star 11 consecutive years, he was an MVP twice, he's got gold gloves and silver sluggers, and you don't put him in the hall. Why? Because he he played for the Braves at a time when the Braves couldn't win anything? That it, does, shouldn't, it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Ba- hall of Fames, yes, these are team sports, but Hall of Fames should be based on individual statistics. I thought that's what it was. <laughs> like, unlike now, unlike the argument, uh, you want to talk about MVP awards. Oh, well, the guy's team didn't win. That's understandable. But for the Hall of Fame, a lot of guys, like guys like Kenny Lofton, right. how he's not in the Hall of Fame, he's a stolen base king be, beyond me. Guys like Omar Vizquel, not in the Hall of Fame. As much as I don't agree with his political views, guys like Kurt Schilling, not in the Hall of Fame. Right. Like, it's just... It's wrong. And, you know, if you don't get X amount of votes, uh, even if you don't get in, you're excluded. Look at this year. We have no uh, Major League uh, Hall of Famers going in this year. Where have you ever heard the Naismith Hall of Fame or, or the, the football not Hall having of Fame? Any candidates. Candidates. Yeah. Not, not having any inductions. Right. That, that's odd to me. Yeah. So, yeah. And then also baseball is so political, man. Like, like Pete Rose, you, you should just let him in. But that, but that's that. That's my problem with baseball is that they be, they operate like they're this holier than thou sport when they're actually the most controversial, they're the dirtiest sport that's ever 
existed in our country. And they need to start to wake up and realize that what they do or how they do things is not the right way. Yeah. Like I I will give them some credit though. Like um, when, when they said that they're going to acknowledge the the Negro leagues as being a major league. Yeah. Look how long it took though. It it did take them egregiously long. And and I do have an issue with when, uh, when Buck, when they were campaigning for Buck O'Neill to get in the hall of fame and, and they weren't having it, that, that, that to me was a crime. But I, I do I do believe that, and it's funny because in the '60s there were like independent leagues that were recognized as major leagues, but they didn't want to they didn't want to acknowledge the Negro leagues. So, but then again, that was all in a way off time before you or I were ever thought of. But right, I mean, at least at least I, I give Rob Manfred some kudos for that. I believe the league is under a good direction with him as the commissioner. Uh, I like that. I like that he uh, he, he pulled the All Star game out of Atlanta. That, that I, to- I I am warming up to Rob Manfred, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give him his flowers yet. I mean, I, I don't I don't think he'll go down as the I, I think the greatest baseball commissioner in history is Bud Selig, but that's that's my opinion. But um, no, I, I think baseball. I do agree with you that they that they do think that they are holier than thou, because they do make some decisions. Say regardless of how you feel about Roberto Alomar, I don't think the man should have been banned from baseball. Right. But like, like, especially with, and that's another thing. They like, they love to ban people from the sport. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like they think that they're holier than now. You don't hear, you don't hear that in any other, like, well, in the NFL, you get guys who are are permanently ineligible, but like Roger Goodell doesn't go around and just be like, ban, you're banned, you're banned, you're banned, you're banned. Like, it's just, they, they love, like I said, it's, I hate the way they operate because it's just, it just comes off as very pompous. Baseball is a pompous sport. And that's probably why a lot of people don't watch it because of the politics, because people like you and me are not prevalent in the sport. But it's also very pompous because yeah. as much as I respect Bud Selig, as much as you said that Bud Selig is the greatest commissioner uh, in, in, in baseball history, Bud Selig disrespected one of the greatest baseball players that ever played this game in such a way that I, I could never forgive. Who? Barry Bonds. How did he disrespect him, if I may ask? What did you see as the... You don't remember when he broke the home run record? Because he didn't go to the game. Right. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Yeah, but, I mean... The, listen, here's the here's the thing, bro. You ha- Whether you... Whether you respect the man or not, the man, your the man, he's a proven cheater, though, bro. Your job as a commissioner is to be the face of your game and for you to not give the man his due, no matter how you feel about it. You have to do your job. Because at the end of the day, this is the whole thing. You want to say he's a cheater. I'm going to say that it wasn't it wasn't illegal to take. Here, here's my opinion on bonds, and I had this debate. Hold on, wait, wait. Let me let me get my point, and you can go. Go, go ahead. The Astros are cheaters, absolutely, big time cheaters, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't ban the Astros organization, did they? They banned they, they banned some executives. They can right. never work in baseball again. But the but the franchise still exists, right? Yeah. Okay, Barry Bonds played in an era where Mark McGuire took steroids. 
Sammy Sosa took steroids. Most more, plenty of other people were taking steroids. Even our beloved Mike Piazza. They, 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 I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. Uh, but Barry Bonds said, "Okay, you don't want to give me my flowers. I was Mister 500, 500 before this. For Mister 400, 400 before this, nobody wanted to talk to talk about me. I'm not getting all these commercials. I'm I don't have this home run chase where everybody's looking at Sammy Sosa. He's the best thing since sliced bread." Mark McGuire, who's been taking steroids since he got into the league, all of a sudden he's America's darling. And I'm sitting here in San Francisco. I'm not getting my respect. You want to see what somebody going to look like when they take some juice? Wait, hold my beer. That's exactly what he did. So you can't. Here's the thing with Bud Selig with me. You can't give Barry Bonds flack for praise that you gave McGuire and Sosa for saving your sport in 98. It saved your sport. If it wasn't for the steroids, we probably wouldn't have the baseball that we have now. We wouldn't have the revenue dollars. We wouldn't have the personal, uh, uh, um, you know, the TV, the, 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 the personal private TV deals for these teams. None of this shit would exist unless it was for the summer of 98. And what powered the summer of 98? The steroids. So my thing is, yeah, people want to go look at it as a moral issue. But if it wasn't illegal, who cares? Who cares? If Barry Bonds played now while the substance is banned and it's illegal, yes, he's a cheater. You can't vilify somebody for using something that wasn't illegal. But, Think about it. But do you realize that all those names you named, they're, they're not in the hall. They They'll should never, be. I wouldn't put them in the hall. Why? Numbers are numbers, bro. All right. And, and numbers are numbers, but look who kept up with them. Griffey never took a Griffey never took a substance ever. You don't know that. And, and he never tested positive. Okay, there you go. So we don't know that. That's what I'm saying. Just because he never tested positive don't mean he never took it. I'm not saying that Griffey take anything. I'm not saying that he's he's a or whatever. I'm just saying that if somebody never tested positive. Who knows if they would have used or not? We don't know that. The entire era has a black cloud over it. So why would you single out one guy from the other? Because you don't know. You really don't know. It's like back in the 70s and the 80s. Guys were taking methamphetamines just to stay on the field. Was it legal? Was it illegal? Nah, it had to be illegal because... Uh, it wasn't. Keith, Keith Hernandez was uh, snorting coke in the dugout. It, what, but that's what I'm saying. Like people were taking methamphetamines like it was Skittles. There was a, they, I, I've heard stories of there was a bowl of what, what's the, I, I can't remember what they used to call the bowl of, of methamphetamines. It had different colors in it. That's why they call it Skittles. Like speed, it was, all, there were speed balls. There you go. It's, this, this is what I'm saying. This is this is what was a part of the game. But all of a sudden you can look at those guys as their heroes and their patriarchs and they're the the pillars of this or of this franchise or the or this game but barry bonds and and roger clemens and these people no no no, they can't get in the hall they can't get in come on what are we doing what are we doing put them in if you want to put a plaque and say these guys played in the steroid era you have your own opinion to be able to say whatever the hell you want about them but they deserve to be in because the numbers are there the numbers are there 
You can't deny 762 homers. Can't deny it. You can't deny 600-plus home runs that Sammy Sosa hit. You can't deny all the home runs that, 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 that Mark Guire hit. You can't deny it. A-Rod. A-Rod has 697 home runs career, right? Yep. He got to get in, too. A-Rod's one of the greatest baseball players I've ever seen walk the planet. But because he took steroids, they're not going to put him in the Hall of Fame? See, but here's the thing, because I know you said you didn't want to get into it, but Piazza is the only one who openly admitted to it. Yeah, I did it. So why is he in? Because he openly admitted to it. The rest of them are like, oh, no, I never did that. But what, Remember, but re- what does it matter, Because Alfred, baseball prides itself on integrity. That's he the fessed, problem. He fessed up to doing the wrong thing, so they rewarded him with a spot in the hall. That's BS. It's BS. You, it's know, BS. What else, you know what else is BS? When, when they called Sammy Sosa to Congress to ask him if he took steroids, and all of a sudden he couldn't speak English. That's BS. I respect it. Hey, listen, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't, I can't, I can't hear you. Look, Rafael Palmeiro, one of the greatest left-handed swingers of all time, right? Not no. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, Stop and, when, and when and when they call Rafael Palmeiro to Congress, did you take steroids? You remember what his response was? Yeah. I don't know. How do you not know if you took the ster- the substance or not? Like, come on. But my thing is this: Lawrence Taylor's in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Lawrence Taylor took everything under the blue moon. Yeah, but in football. That, I, no, no, no. Don't see. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's what I'm saying. You, It's OK here, but it's not OK here. How is it different? Cheating is cheating, right? Cheating is cheating. But at the same time, you got like football, football. There's a reason why there's a dark side of football now on vice. Like football has a lot of, you so know, does baseball. So does baseball, but baseball is trying to sweep everything under the rug. Right, and that's why it's BS. You're trying you – just, you just said it. They're trying to sweep everything under the rug. You can't hide those skeletons that are coming out of your closet to the, the point where you can't close the door. Baseball's dirty. Just yep. accept it and move on. But like, that- allow these people to have their time in the sun. They were great players. For you to not allow them in – it's BS. It really is. That Balco scandal was crazy in its day. It really is, bro. They they may end up not getting not having David Ortiz in the in the in the in the Hall of Fame, right? Because his name came came on some report. Give me a break. David Ortiz is beloved in Boston. He gave them three World Series championships. Or was it two? Uh, and he's not gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Come come on. Man. Yeah, but like he, this, he, he's beloved everywhere except in his home country of Dominican Republic. That's all right. That's all right. He don't got to go back there. He don't got to go back there. But the, the, you know, this is my point, bro. Like, baseball has to stop this. They got to stop. They yeah, I, to, I agree with you. They got to stop thinking that they're holier than thou. Because at the end of the day, it's ruining their sport. Do you think that people that love Barry Bonds, that love Sammy Sosa, that love uh, 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 Mark McGuire, all of these other guys, that they wouldn't be excited that these guys are in the Hall of Fame. If Barry Bonds got into the Hall of Fame, that'd be one of the most televised Hall, te- televised Hall of Fame uh, inductions ever. Ever agreed, agreed. But because they're, oh, we we have to we have to honor our 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 our, uh, our mandate here. We don't want them. Get the hell out of here. What makes ba- baseball ba- writers holier than thou? Give me. I don't know. Break. I don't know if you recall this, but even baseball has been so self-righteous that uh 
there was a time that uh, Willie Mays took a job as a greeter in Atlantic City in the casino, and they banned him from baseball because they they felt that a Hall of Fame baseball player shouldn't have shouldn't uh, they they saw gambling as a dirty thing Willie, and that he shouldn't be. And we're talking about Willie Willie Mays. Mays. Yeah, they, they, one of the best, one of the the most purest athletes in the history of the world, Willie Mays. They gonna ban. Yeah, they they banned him. His ban got overturned by the by the commissioner that preceded the um that followed the commissioner that banned him. This, but, but but you understand what I'm saying, Alfred? That's all I'm saying is that you can't just you gotta you gotta let these guys in. You have to. You really have to. I'm tired of seeing guys like the no no disrespect to Craig Biggio. I don't want to see Craig Biggio get into the Hall of Fame over Barry Bonds. I just don't. Oh, now hold on, hold on. I, I just don't. Anybody who's got three thousand career hits should automatic should auto be in the Hall of Fame. That's an automatic Hall of Famer. The guy's got three three thousand hits is hard. Yes, correct. I understand that. I completely agree with you. A Rod has three thousand hits, right? I gotta fact check that real quick. You but. go ahead and look at that. He has three thousand hits. Let's see, Mister Mister Rodriguez. Usually, I'm up on my baseball knowledge, but three thousand hits. Check it. When he got his 3,000 hit, nobody cared. Nobody did anything. That's what I'm talking yeah. about, about baseball. He got his 3,000 hit in 2015, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. I know. Because I'm a big A-Rod fan. I know. Trust me. 3,000 hits, 500 home runs gets you into the Hall of Fame. Put them in, Alfred. I don't care about how. Listen, here's the thing. Let's play revisionist history here, right? Let's be hypothetical here. Barry Bonds doesn't take the steroids. He doesn't have the five years of just unstoppable. Un- you, you just can't pitch to him, right? Right. His numbers still hold up. He still ends up hitting 600 home runs. He still has, ends up having 500 stolen bases. They would have not put Barry Bonds into the first ballot because of his attitude to the media, right or wrong. You're right. So how is it right? It's bullshit. It's actually bullshit. The dude's numbers hold up in regards to him being one of the greatest players of all time, but the writers would not put him in because of his behavior or how his relationship was with them. So is it more of a personal issue or more of a, of a, of a, of a, a, an accomplishment of what he did in his career has nothing to do with how I feel about you. Do your numbers hold up? The answer is yes. Okay. That's my point. And all these guys' numbers hold up. Baseball is the only sport where you hear people talk about asterisk this and asterisk that. It's it's nonsense. The only time that an asterisk, in my opinion, and I put this on YouTube, you you, you know the video I'm talking about, is the entire, you know, error between the point before Jackie Robinson got put in in 1947 so anything before 1947 to me needs an asterisk because yeah. if, you, if you don't allow a, a race of people or a many races of people to play in your sports you're not you playing against the best you're in not the world. playing against the best in the world so it deserves an asterisk but god forbid i say that oh my goodness no babe ruth you see what i'm talking about they like to pick and choose what's egregious from what's not egregious and the steroid error, to me, in my opinion, was an error. It wasn't egregious to me. 
is actually a pretty fun era to watch baseball, honestly. Yeah. Multiple home runs every Multiple. night, high scoring ho- games. Hey, home run chase. You had Barry Bonds knocking balls into the into the into the uh the the, the Bay Area the, the Bay the Maca- Area McCovey Cove, McCovey, yeah. McCovey Cove. That was great. I didn't have a problem with it. They, you know they, they were so scared of Barry Bonds. There were a couple of times he got intentionally walked with the bases loaded. Bro, there was a season. It was right after the 73 home run season. He had 262 walks in a season. He had 178 of those be in, uh, unintentional. Or intentional, excuse me. Intentional walks. 170 plus intentional walks. And he still hit 45 home runs. Are you kidding me? Oh, that, that, that was a prayer. He struck fear into the heart of the, the man. The man, I'm telling you, there's only two guys. When I think about baseball that are better than Barry Bonds. One's Willie Mays. And the other one. I, I think Griffey is up there, but those are the only two. You wouldn't put Derek Jeter in that conversation? Hell no. Derek, Jew, Derek Jeter couldn't shine Barry Bonds' shoes on a Sunday. Wow. Barry Bonds was the guy, bro. Like, before he was Mr. Steroid guy. He when he played steal, in Pittsburgh, yeah. He used to steal bases. He used to hit home runs. He had, he had three MVPs before the Roids. So what are we talking about here? I don't know. I guess baseball just can't overlook that he used the needle. Right. And that's why they'll never be, they'll never be the sport where they are. They'll never be where they want to be. I think if he would have came out right and was like, yeah, I did it. He would have, uh, instead of denying it, I think they would have considered. Cause again, Piazza said, yeah, I did it. And he's in Cooperstown. But why my, why is Mark McGuire not in? He put up a fight. Well, he admitted it though. He admitted he no, but he admitted it because he was he he was already caught. Because I don't know, it's still it's still in the mission. mission. He he had it in wide open view of his locker when he was getting interviewed by the by the media, and they asked him about it. If they didn't ever ask him about it, he would have never said anything about it. Listen, I'm not gonna tell you what the hell this is. I'm not gonna tell you what that. Listen, here's the thing. I understand the fact. The only part about steroids that I don't like is that when kids think that it's okay to use it, that's when it gets tricky to me. That's when I don't want it because children are not supposed to be taking that. Nope. Like it kills kids. We've seen, we heard numerous reports about it destroying kids. I understand that. But when a grown ass man is making $275 million and he feels that he has to live up to that contract, and maybe he takes some steroids to live up to that contract, like Alex Rodriguez did, I don't blame him. I don't. When you get back-to-back contracts that's a half a billion dollars, I don't blame you for taking steroids. Because had he not performed how they expected him to perform – with that big-ass contract or those two consecutive big contracts, they would have eviscerated this man, right? He took the steroids to make them happy. And also, 
upkeep uh, upkeep his performance so he didn't. Yes, uh, it was it was twofold. Absolutely, upkeep his performance so he can actually say that he lived up to his contract, right? Yep. But now you're gonna look at him as if he's the problem. No, 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 no. The problem is in the mirror. That everybody that thinks that these guys are superheroes and they're gods and they're giants and all of these things, no, they're just regular people that have the same type of insecurities that you do, and they just have more money than you do. That's all it is. The pressure's the same. Pressure's probably even more now. So why wouldn't he take it? Why wouldn't he take it? So so if Lindor tested positive for anabolic steroids, you're okay with that? Right. What I'm saying is that right now, it's illegal. It's banned. Oh, well, you're saying because you could have yeah. got away with it back in the okay. Right. If he was playing back in the steroid era where it wasn't banned and it wasn't illegal, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Like Probably. if you, you take it now, okay, cool. You know the rules now. It's illegal. They're testing for it. You do it now. You, listen, you, you, you got yourself to blame. That's why I don't feel bad for Robinson Cano. I don't feel bad for him. You know the rules. You understand that it's in play now. You still want to go ahead and do it. And that. not only that, he's a two-time offender. Right, there you go. Like, so gets, this is not your first time. He gets caught one more time. He gets hit with the ban. So. Right, you're, you're banned. <laughs> you're banned. Like, it's, that, that's, that's my thing. It's like baseball, to me, is just very, very hypocritical. It really is. You, ate, you, you, you made billions of dollars off of these men but they don't have the right to be in your Hall of Fame. Interesting. Very interesting. So you can be able to exploit them for their talents, and they did it for you to better your sport, but you're not going to put them in the Hall of Fame. I don't think they, they did it to better their sport. I think that, they did it for their individual no, achievements. You know what I mean. It's I know. Like, I get what, I get what yeah, you mean. I'm people, just playing devil's yeah, advocate. Yeah, of course. Like, people play the sport to, to, to better their, their careers, to make them better, but they also do it to elevate their sport. You know, that, that's, that's, that's why you play this game at a high level. You want your sport to compete with other sports and be the best. You yeah. want that. They did that. They did that. And then what do they get in return? I'll say, cheater, he's a cheater. Let's let's ban him. <laughs> let's ban him. Let's get the let's get the pitchforks out and let's ban him. Get out of here with that, man. He's a grown ass man. They took steroids because it wasn't illegal, and they 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 did well. They did well. Roger Clemens dominant. Barry Bonds dominant. Sammy Sosa dominant. Hey, we 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 don't like Roger Clemens out here. You put him in. Put him in. I'm okay with that because Roger Clemens was a he was yes he was a jerk he threw it at at, at Piazza I understand that Piazza should have took that bat and hit him upside the head but. Piazza wasn't a fighter he wasn't a fighter but uh, I understand it put him in put him in put him in put all the guys put all the steroid guys in one time bam one time one one ballot Bonds Clemens Sosa uh, uh, Paul Mer all of them. That'd be that'd be the only Hall of Fame class I watch because those are my guys. They're my guys. I love that era of baseball. I'm not gonna turn my back on it. The, the, the reason why there's a Mike Trout is because of those guys. That is true. It's the reason why there's a uh uh what's his name? A Tatis and uh and uh and a Bryce Harper. Oh, because of those guys. 
Well, no, I Tatis is here because of uh, listen, his dad played baseball. What I'm saying is that well, no, I'm I wasn't sure. going to say that. I was going to say Miguel Tejada, Nomar Garcia, Para. But 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 Miguel Tejada was a steroid user, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Okay, then. So this is what I'm saying. <laughs> you you talking about some of the greatest players that played this game? Miguel Tejada was must see TV. He was great. Yeah, him and put Eric him in Chavez together. Yep, put him in. That's all I'm saying. Like all the guys that you can remember back in back in the day, Alfred. All the great players: Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz, Barry. But hey, whatever. Put them in. Put them all in. It doesn't change my opinion of them. The Astros, on the other hand, that cheated in that type of situation. Okay, you guys deserve everything that you get, cheaters. You yeah. Cheat- if I if uh, if they ever played the Mets uh, and the Mets didn't beat them on the first pitch of the game, I would be. Uh, That's what I'm saying. But 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 in regards to those guys, no, no. We don't. We don't never hear about uh, uh, Babe Ruth and those guys with with, with asterisks. None of them. Whitey Ford. None of those people. Whoever the hell played back then. I don't know who the hell played back then, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like they don't have no asterisk next to them. The they Lou, all, Gar- the Lou, Lou Gehrigs. Gehrigs, they all they all are put on this pedestal of the great solids. These guys' numbers, they'll never get broken. Come on, bro. The Mickey Mantles. It was, all, it was a white league. What are we talking about here? So that's that's my that's my baseball, my, my baseball plea, my, my spiel. That is my that that is my thing. You, I, I you, just, you want you want the heroes from the steroid era in the hall. Put them in, get them their flowers, man. Give them their flowers. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Because they allowed my baseball uh, uh, fandom to grow. They were the reasons for it. I love those guys. Yeah. I love watching them play baseball. They didn't cheat the game to me. They made the game better. <laughs> they made the game better, to be honest with you. They made the game better. Because it still it didn't stop the, the guys like Derek Jeter to – get into the hall of fame. It didn't stop them from being great. It didn't overshadow those guys. None of those. Here's a crazy part. All of those guys that I mentioned, how many world series do they have? Bonds has none. McGuire has one. Sosa has none. That's what I'm saying. Derek Jeter has what? Four. Five? No, Jeter's got five. That's what I'm saying. So Jeter, his clean career, got five championships, did it the right way and all that nonsense. Okay, cool. Those guys hit, had all the individual uh, statistics. They, didn't, they, they don't have World Series to, to, to show for it. So well, McGuire and Clemens do. Yeah, but what you know what I'm saying? Like in regards to like the totality, they don't yeah, have the rings no. to kind of like to say, hey, they cheated the game. And look, they won. Work. Listen, the game is the game. Like, just let just put them in. Just put them in. So, listen, Manfred, if you're listening, just put them in. Put them in. Tell your writers to get off their high horse. Stop the nonsense. Well, they can't put them in now. They've been off the ballot for so long. Well, they needs to be. The commissioner can be able to make an exception. He can. He can if he wants to. He, yeah. If he wants to. That's what I'm saying. Put them in. Pete Rose belongs in. All yeah, those people. They all belong in the Hall of Fame. Pete this, Rose, Pete Rose finished his career with over forty-two hundred hits. That'll never be done ever again. Never be broken, bro. 
4,235. It'll, it'll, never never it'll never be broken. It'll never be broken. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. This is what I'm saying. It's, it's, B, it's BS. It's really BS, bro. But, you know, that's, that's our baseball spiel. So let's go ahead and go into rapid fire, my man. I mean, I'm going to ask you some questions about some players, and you're going to tell me who you think is better. I'm not going to argue with you. This is your opinion. Uh, and then, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what you say. So let's start with baseball. Better pitcher. Nolan Ryan. Tom Seaver. Oh, why are you doing this to me, Barry? <laughs> Both Mets. You know what? I'm going to go with Nolan Ryan. Okay, Nolan Ryan. That's good. Let's see. I'm going to give you a, another tough one here. Better pitcher, Pedro Martinez or Clayton Kershaw? Damn, that's rough. Ah, I mean, I love Kershaw, but Pedro played in a steroid era. I give it to Pedro. That's fair. Better pitcher, Max Scherzer or Kurt Schilling? Very similar pitchers. I'll go with Max. Nice, nice. Okay. Better hitter, Rafael Palmero or let's see. Craig Biggio. <laughs> Palmero. You going Palmero? Okay, cool. Uh, better baseball player. Overall baseball player. Willie Mays. Frank Robinson. Willie Mays. Nice. Better baseball player. Derek Jeter. Or. I'm trying to think of a good shortstop. Oh, let's just go here. Cal Ripken, Jr. Jeter by a narrow margin. Wow. Better hitter, Barry Bonds or Ken Griffey Jr.? You're going to disagree, but I'm going with, I'm going with the kid. Now, listen, I, I, I love the kid. So I, I, either way is fine with me. Either way is fine with me. I love Ken Griffey Jr. Shouts to Ken Griffey Jr. Um, let's see. Better team. The 95, uh, the 95 Braves or the 2013 Giants? 95 Braves. I would like to ask why. Glavin, Smoltz, Maddox. That's fair. Okay, let's see. Let's go to let's go to football now. Better running back. Marshall Falk or Ladanian Tomlinson. LT. Nice. Better wide receiver. Randy Moss. Or Terrell Owens? Randy Moss. Interesting. 
better tight end, Shannon Sharp or Tony Gonzalez? Tony Gonzalez. Now you you said that quick. <laughs> Tony Gonzalez. Uh, let's see. Better quarterback, Joe Montana or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Interesting. Okay, let's go to baseball. I'm mean, excuse me, basketball. Better scorer. We're just talking about score here. Michael Jordan or James Harden? I'm going with I'm going with the goat. I'm going with MJ. Nice. Better pure passer. Magic Johnson or LeBron James? Magic. Okay. Better point guard. Jason Kidd or Chris Paul? J Kidd. Okay. Better floor leader or floor general. John Stockton or Steve Nash? John Stockton. You going? You going? You going old school? <laughs> Let's see. Um, better dunker: Dominique Wilkins or Zion Williamson? Sheesh! You know that's rough because the dunks in the '80s compared to the dunks now don't compare. Right. I go with Zion. You going with Zion? I'm going with Zion. Yeah. What a, what a slap in the face to Dominique. <laughs> hey man. But that's why I'm not going. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue. With you. Listen, I'm I'm a, I'm a short story. I, I've watched every dunk contest in history. Uh-huh. And those early dunk contests in like '85, '86 are some snooze fests, man. Oh my God! Stop it! Just stop it! Just stop it! Okay, let, let, let's move on. We're not going to argue about this now. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Better defender, Kawhi Leonard or Scotty Pippen? Scotty. Okay. Better shooter, Ray Allen or Reggie Miller? Ray Allen. Hmm. Okay. Better impact wrestler, Hulk Hogan. Or Stone Cold Steve Austin. We're not talking about in ring. We're just talking about impact on the sport. Hogan, going Hogan. All right, man. That that that's all for rapid fire, my man Alfred. I appreciate you coming on, man. This was fun. Uh, you know, I let pre- it. Yeah, good. Nah, I say I appreciate being here, man. It's always a pleasure. Of course, of course. You know, let everybody know where they can find you and, and you know what's going on in the future for you, man. Uh, so again, the Metropolitan Report, uh, underscore in between each word, uh, and Rap Lab Pod, all one word. Uh, we got, we got Rap Lab TV on the way, uh, for the visuals. Um, I, and for those of you Met fans and baseball fans, I did a, recently did a, a video on, uh, David Peterson that a, a lot of people thought was very funny. Um, there are more videos coming on the way. Uh, the next video should drop either tomorrow or Monday. Uh, where we focus on again the, the king of the RBI fielder's choice, my man Pat Mazika. So <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. This 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 was fun. Like we we were on for a while, but you know, we covered a lot of topics and and it was it was a lot of fun. So you know, keep doing what you're doing, my man. And you know, I'll definitely talk to you. Absolutely appreciate it, man. 
I'd like to thank my man Alfred for coming on the show. Shouts to him. You know, Rap Lab is doing well. Metropolitan Report is doing well. So keep grinding. Keep doing your thing. But listen, don't talk about Floyd Mayweather no more. Don't talk about him being no GOAT. Now, he, he ain't no GOAT. Your pops had it right. Your pops had it right. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Saturday. It's all even. This is the God Jensen Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also, check us out at cigarjensengals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So, who's my winner? (laughs) May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is the two men that had the fight at the Rockies-Padres game. (laughs) These two gentlemen are my... Because, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you go to a baseball game, and you're there to have fun. You're there with your family. You're there with your kids. You're there to watch a good game. In no situation are you supposed to be wrestling, fighting, any of these things at any sporting event. But these two men decided that they were not going to pay attention to the game. That they were going to have their own battle royale in the stands. (laughs) Let's start with the dude that threw the punch. You can't come to a game with that type of energy, bro. Like, just (laughs) don't do it. If you come in a fight, just stay home. Just stay home. You know what I'm saying? Like, you out there, like, trying to prove a point. All right. All right. You, You knock son out. But it's a baseball game. Like, there's kids watching this, man. There's kids watching. Can't do this. You you already know that dude probably had about, like, seven drinks. Probably was smoking, too, because you know it's in, it's in Colorado, so they can be able to toke up when they want to. It's, it's... <laughs> I, I'm laughing because how he swung with such anger. Like he knew him. It was crazy. And for the other guy. For the other guy. If you weren't prepared to fight, why would you stand up? Why would you stand up like you was trying to fight? Come on, man. That's 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 scrapping 101. Have your hands up. Baseball games and sporting events, they're supposed to be uh unforgettable experience. Like you'll never forget it, right? However, this particular individual got not clean up. And I'm sure he doesn't remember anything from that night. <laughs> Yo, man, you was at the baseball game, was I? I don't remember that at all. I don't remember that at all. I remember standing up, some guy coming up to me, and that's the last thing I remember. But I don't know if I was watching the game from my house. I don't know if I was at somebody's house. I don't know if I was at the bar. Now nah, we were at the game. <laughs> oh, 
And see, what's going to happen now, too, is that he's going to go home. His wife is going to be embarrassed. Like, yo, you, you let somebody knock you out at a baseball game, fam? So he's going to be embarrassed to sue the other guy for assault. <laughs> you watch. You watch. That's just like when you when you want to fight as a kid. Somebody trips you in front of all the kids. Everybody's laughing at you. And you start to go after the guy that's laughing instead of the dude that just tripped you. Like, nah, don't. Don't do that. Don't, because you embarrassed. Don't try to attack me. Like, yo, accept your beating like a man. <laughs> you know, have somebody have some smelling salt. Put that on you. You know, and, and just try to forget. Try to forget that you got knocked out at a baseball game. Because I ain't going to lie to you. That that guy, I would like to see fight Jake Paul. <laughs> He's a one-hitter quitter. I like guys like that. That could be able to be in a scrap, take one swing, Night over, he could be able to go home. So, Jake Paul, if you're watching that video, I suggest you call him. Don't call none of these other washed-up dudes that can't fight. Have a conversation with this man right here, because he's with the smoke. <laughs> so, for Philo Beto and Sleepy Brown, <laughs> you guys got to hold the L right now. But you both are winners for a Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. That's all for this week. I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Until then, stay safe, stay cool, peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Podbean, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.